Let's go! What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Bingetown TV. I'm your host, Paul, and with me today I have Jimmy, Brian, and Luke. And we are back talking Spartacus, Blood, and Sand. Uh, today we're going to cover episodes 11 and 12. Um, 10 second recap of how uh, this works. This is our binge with us. Two of us, Jimmy and Brian, have never seen Spartacus before, so this is their reaction to episode 11 and 12, and me and Luke both have seen it a few times, and we're, you know, the color commentators. All right. You guys ready to start? Yes, Let's sir. Let's do it. Let's do it. These right. were some heaters, these two episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it really uh, came to fruition, all of the plans leading up to it. Um, so it starts out pretty sad. Uh, Spartacus is in the Medicus looking at Varro's dead body, and mm. Doctore walks in, tries to console him, but, you know, there's no hope. Spartacus is, is completely ripped up about it. Yeah, and we talked about this a little at the end of episode, talking about episode 10. We kind of threw that in there right at the end of last pod episode. Um, but yeah, Doctore tries to tell Spartacus that he's going to be remembered as a gladiator. He died honorably, and Spartacus says, no, he'll be remembered as a father and a husband. There's no honor in his death, and even even though he did technically die as a gladiator. Yeah, but the, they make it a big deal that it's not dying as a gladiator, it's dying in the arena to the roar of the crowd in front of all, you know, for everyone to see your death and make it legend. This is not going to be remembered. And well, it's going to be remembered well, by gonna, all the gladiators in the room, but not Right, not it's right. not going to have the impact that when, when gladiators talk about the honor and glory and death, that, that's not the same thing Definitely. here. Yeah, he died for a 15-year-old boy's Pleasure, pretty much. Yeah, you, know? you hit, uh, fucking Olivia. <laughs> he killed no. Borrow for a handjob. <laughs> Wait, it was only a handjob. I don't know. They didn't show. <laughs> no way, no, man. I'm sure it was more. You bro, you've done naked for a hand ski, man. Well, that was, that was... <laughs> Paul, bro, you've done worse in your days for a handjob. <laughs> for less than a handjob. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Another episode. Anyway. Uh, Aurelia, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Aurelia walks in, and she's just been dead weight this entire series, but she has the audacity to <laughs> shame Spartacus for killing Varro, as if like Spartacus was happy to do it. Yeah, That's exactly that. how I felt about re when I was rewatching. I was like, Aurelia has no idea, and she's just putting the weight of Varro's death right on Spartacus. She doesn't even face. know she that. She knows nothing. Spartacus wasn't going to do it. I think if Varro didn't literally pull the blade into his shoulder, which was such a bad act. Varro yeah. was a beast, and that was such a great death scene, mm. like, if you have the context of it. But, like, Spartacus, I think, would have just went ape shit, went out, oh, guns ablazing, and died that scene for Varro if Varro didn't realize that he you was going You always to have a that. choice. That would have been our series finale. Varro and Spartacus <laughs> just throwing down with the guards and dying honorably. It could have worked, man. Yeah. Like, you're right. Like, there's no way Spartacus was going to do that under any circumstance. Like, he would have gotten the Crixus treatment with, like, talking about the end of For episode sure. 12 with the lashes and stuff like that. Like, he was not killing Varro. So, moving on, it goes to Badiatis, and he's he's obviously upset about Varro because I think he would have accepted the laws of Varro if that led to the magistrate Calavius's favor, but mm -hmm. Calavius shut him down, so now he's down a star gladiator, not on the level of Crixus or Spartacus, but he's down a Varro, who, as we've said before, does a lot of his work off-screen, but is still an upper echelon gladiator. Yeah, uh, Badiatis has a line talking about uh, Calavius and how annoyed he is with him. He's saying, uh, you know... He kills my own stock for the amusement of his little maggot. He comes into my house and shits on my uh, dreams and admirations. 
Um, so he's like, he's absolutely furious. I mean, he went through all of this, basically kissed his feet for so long only to get his dream shit on. So he's, he's ready to like take some action. And yeah. And again, like we said, I mean, the magistrate didn't just say like, no, I don't think so. Like being courteous about it. I mean, he pretty much owned him. He put him in his place. I mean, you know, it, it was a slight. It was a slight to Badiatis. And it felt a little unexpected, right? Like, I was shocked when He happened. was doing everything in his political power to gain favor with the right people, whether it be Olithia, whether it be pulling the strings with the magistrate. Like, I felt like Badiatis was doing everything he needed for him to gain that favor yep. in that scene. But I, I feel like Calavia should have, like, realized that, like, well, I guess he... He plays it so well that he is kind of in, innocent and well-meaning, but, like, if I was Calavius, I would have seen that Badiatis was, like, a schemer and was smart and did have, like, the political savviness to, like, make it happen. Well, you I, did in the first couple episodes say that Badiatis is, like, your favorite character. Bro, he is <laughs> still my favorite character. Yeah, right. The same way that Littlefinger sure, is my favorite. you were saying that you didn't see, like, the evil side of him yet, and that was obviously purposeful, but that's the equivalent right. of what... The world sees a body artist outside of his ludus, right? That's totally true. Yeah. Uh, for our listeners out there, body artist is still one of my favorite characters, <laughs> but he is an absolute cuck, and I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. What did uh, Calavius say? He said, "Leave politics for the men with breeding for it." Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty yeah. much. He's basically said, "You can never." You're like, under us. You're beneath us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is Messed a little up. weird because they did earlier in the season. There's like a little scene. I think it's um. I forget who's who's in the in House Badiatis, and they're basically saying like, "Oh, like thought we were going to be dealing with your father, like he was such a man of high respect." So like, it's weird that some people would look at the at, at House Badiatis and think not made for politics, and then other people are saying like they were a respectable house, and Badiatis's father was like a good man, and he was like a pleasure to work with. The so. vibe that I'm picking up on is that Lanista is like the position of a Lanista and being an owner of. You know, a ludus is there's a definitive ceiling to how high your status can rise. Yeah, if that's well your title. Um, anyway, moving on. So we find out that Alithia is in Rome for the majority of this episode to meet with her husband, who is, of course, the Legatus Glauber, to cater his support uh, in favor of House Badiatis now that they missed out on Calavius. Um, and kind of the ending of this scene is we find out that Badiatis has already moved against Calavius mm-hmm. and has captured him. Yeah, Lucretia's arguing with him. She's trying to stop him, saying it's dangerous. And he's like, sorry, plans in motion. <laughs> plans sorry, in motion. bro. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Badiatis is talking to Alice. Alice, we're, I'm, I'm just going to call him the hitman because I don't know how to pronounce his name. But the guy who captured Calavius, he's talking to him. And he says, you know, you did a fantastic job. Like, you know, here's your reward. Like, women, wine, and gold. Um, And he's like, yeah, I could definitely, you know, get in on that. Right. So he's just accepting all the gifts from Badiatis as he should be. He's doing all this work for him. Okay. Our next scene here is we get a quick dialogue between Crixus and Doctore, who are basically just at this point observing that Spartacus is like, he's being sluggish. He's not like, he's not in tip-top shape. He's clearly visibly affected by the death of Varro. Totally like, unmotivated. He's grieving, and you can't have a gladiator fighting at his peak form if he's grieving. Especially in a Primus. Yeah, exactly. Especially in a Primus, and House Badiatis oh, can't that's... afford to have a lame fight. That's crazy, because in the beginning of episode 10, <clears throat> um, when Varro and Spartacus are chained up in that duo battle... Um, the beginning scene, 
he says to Varro, he's like, hey, like, focus. Like, I'm not going in there with somebody who's not concentrating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now yeah. Varro dies, and yep. now he can't concentrate. Yep. It's the truth, though, and Crixus is like, hey, you see what I'm seeing with Spartacus. If he can't fight in the prim- Primus, you know your boy's ready to fight in the Primus. Like, Crixus yeah. wants to be he, the champion He's been waiting for this opportunity yeah. for episodes, and I think that also goes to show that we can just safely assume now that Crixus is if not 100%, like, he's he's good to go. He yeah. is almost in peak form again. He's mm-hmm. already number two, I would say, yeah. right behind yeah, yeah, yeah. Spartacus. He's or, the guy. Or number one, we don't know. Right. There you go. Yeah. There, there you go. Uh, so the next scene is Spartacus and Badiatis. Uh They kind of briefly touch on Varro. Badiatis is sympathetic and agrees. I, I didn't want to lose him either. He was a great fighter. I know he meant a lot to you. You, gotta, you know, Badiatis is playing, yeah. trying to be smart, playing him like that. Um, and they establish that in the Pompeii Games, which is the next, you know, gladiatorial fight in the arena, it's going to be Spartacus, the bringer of rain, versus Pericles, the titan of Pompeii. <laughs> That's a billing. That is. Yeah, it's a headliner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's it's weird because in that conversation, um, Spartacus says, I will see all my winnings go to Aurelia, you know, Varro's mm-hmm. wife. And Badiatis says, and I'll match it, you know, like, right. I feel horrible for what happened. It's do like you, a 401k. Yeah, is that is that him, like, sweet-talking Spartacus, or do you think he, like, actually, like, was no, doing he's that? No, he's totally sweet-talking, He's just right? trying to get Spartacus yeah. in tip-top yeah, shape Yeah, I mean, again. at this point, like, no matter what Badiatis has done to Spartacus, at this point, Spartacus doesn't know, and he's... Uh, Badiatis' boy. He's the, you know, he's the golden goose, dude. He treats him, he's, he needs to get him to be 100%. He needs him on his side. Yeah. And also, any you could just assume that basically anytime Anameus Doctore knows anything, like off screen, he always tells Badiatis. Badiatis knows pretty much everything about, like, the state of the gladiators that Anameus knows. So, uh, why I even say that is because... In the episode, we do find out that neither Badiatis or Animaeus knew about Spartacus's wound, and they just attributed this all to the men- like his mental health, which is why Animaeus wasn't like reporting anything about that. Like uh, Badiatis knew nothing about Spartacus actually being hurt from Varro, and this was just his way of saying to Badiatis, "You got to get Spartacus like basically in shape. Yeah, like he's mentally mind. he's mentally yeah. just drained." <laughs> Yeah, so then after uh after they have their talk, he you know, he's he says you can go now and then on his way out he sees Aulus being pleasured by two female slaves, one of them's Mira, and you know, at the time you don't notice it, or maybe you do. I don't did you guys notice it? Did you say something when you first saw it? The fact that he's laying there with no shirt on and there's no wounds. I at the first time I watched it, like ten years ago, no, I had no idea. I just thought he was like Pissed about Mira. Well, I Mira mean, there. there's literally like, what is it, like jelly being like rubbed all over him and like shit? Yeah. Yeah. Wine yeah. And yeah. Jelly yeah. So I'm like, I was a little distracted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spartacus wasn't though. No. He, he saw what he needed to say. Yeah. yeah. He makes eye contact with Mira, and Mira almost makes like a like a sad face. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I have to do this. Yeah. I don't want to do this. What did Spartacus do? He. I think it might have been Mira in passing. He said something like, be nice to this guy for me. He fought for my wife. That's later. That's a little bit yeah. yeah. Okay, That's gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Which is crazy. So, <laughs> so meaning at this, ex- when, when Spartacus does see the hitman, he's, he doesn't 
consciously know right. that it's, he's not seeing an injury yet, but right. that's going to come into play in his fever dreams later in the episode. Exactly. Right. So real quick, we then transition to the Gladiators' quarters, um, and they're announcing the fights for the Pompeii Games. The the noteworthy one is that the twin or the brothers are going to be fighting together as a pair, Duro and Agron. They're hyped for that. They're bros. No, isn't no the, no the younger brother Duro is not hyped for that. Like yeah. he specifically doesn't want to be. Babysitter. overshadowed by his brother like that's why uh, he was like, yeah yeah, yeah and then yeah, like yeah. Agron right, was like what right. are you worried about he's like i'll watch your back that's and stuff like right. that but he's like yeah. i don't he basically wants to be self-independent from agron right the older brother agron's hype about it though agron's because hype agron, about yeah. it yeah, yeah because he just brother. wants to he fight. wants to protect him exactly that, you know he knows he can yep. protect him yes and this is the first time spartacus sees varro i believe doesn't he, actually yeah has a hallucination of Varro just kind of running out of the hallway and so, chases him a little bit. Duro um, and Agron, after they were talking, all of a sudden they see Spartacus just sulking by himself, and they say, you know, like, our champion looks horrible, and Duro's like, well, what do you expect? Like, he killed his best friend. I would never kill, like, my best friend or a brother. And Spartacus is, gets up and says, like, you know, what would you do? And he goes, oh, I'd kill myself. Well, then who would look out for their wife and their kids? And he's like getting in his face and he's freaking out. And all of a sudden, in the corner of his eye, in the doorway to the bathhouse, he sees Varro, right. and he's completely pale. So he runs out and he's chasing the ghost. And you can tell right here that Spartacus is starting to lose his mind a little bit. You don't specifically know that it's due to the wound yet. Maybe you just think it's him grieving. But yeah, like you know, he starts talking quicker. Like he's just jumping to conclusions. He's being super aggressive, and then he's just like turns his head. He's like, "Oh wait, hold on!" And he like runs out the room. So at this point, you're starting to realize that he's not okay at all. Right, right. Losing it physically and mentally. Yeah, and that's just you know. Uh, so moving right along, the next scene we have is Badiatis and Calavius, who is now under, he's captured by Badiatis, so that's not too good for Calavius. Um, they he's ha- also, is this, is Asher and the Hitman both in this scene as well, right? Like they were the ones physically like. This is the first time I believe Badiatis is visiting Calavius after being captured by the Hitman and Asher. Okay. If that makes sense. Um, and I believe he also like beats the crap out of Calavius and is trying to get information out of him. And Asher has a great line because he's he's asking him a question mm. and has his foot just like jammed on his throat. And Asher says, apologies, Dominus. Perhaps if you move your foot, he'll speak, you know? <laughs> this I was just Asher. like an ultimate revenge scene for Badiatis, basically saying like, fuck roman politics like you're not giving my favor i'm doing everything i need to be doing you're still not helping me out so he's just like unleashing because he knows that this magistrate's not getting out of you know the sewers that he has him in calavius didn't actually even know why he got captured i mean he was down there for a long time badiatis came down and started you know talking to him and calavius is going and say like what is this what is this i don't even know what this is for it's just because i killed your man i'm sorry like and uh, Badiatis says, like, he doesn't tell him right away. He leads him to it. He's like, oh, like, you shit on my dreams. Like, leave politics for the men with breeding for it. Right. And that's when Clavius is like, oh, this is all about that? Like, 
Calavius doubles down, though, yeah. and gets yeah. a great jab in. I have the quote here. He says, you are a jest, a man tolerated because of his ownership of Spartacus. When he falls, you will follow. You still do not see it, do you? You are beneath me in this life or the next. Mm. He essentially just shits on body says, really? You're nothing without Spartacus. That's the only reason why the crowds cheer for you. If you, yeah, yeah. You rise and fall as Spartacus does. Um, yeah, and, and Bodyatus's face looked like it hurt a little bit. Yeah. Like there was a little truth behind that statement. Well, there is absolutely. As a Linista, I mean, he gets all of his power and from his gladiators and their success. That's that's the name of the game. Um, yeah, and he no longer has Barca, who is a rega- who is a highly regarded gladiator. He no longer Crixus isn't favored by the crowd, so that's he might as well not exist either. And then Varro just got killed, who was and, another favorite guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thrown off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally. All the only notable person to the public, to the Roman public, is Spartacus. When people think Bodyatus, they think Spartacus at this point. The end of that is Bodyatus alluding to. Uh, threatening the magistrate's son, who what's his name again? Numerius. Numerius. Yeah, and we'll we'll touch on that later because Numerius becomes uh, that was of... like a pressure point for him. That was the only yeah. thing that got a genuine like the the reaction that Bodyatus wanted out of him. That was the only thing that he exactly got, he, he had leverage over him. Exactly. Uh, so the next scene takes us to the Ludus. Spartacus sees Varro while he's training against at Agron. They're they're kind of skirmishing against each other, and Agron turns into Varro mid fight. Um, after a little bit of a back and forth, Spartacus faints, and it zooms in on a wound that he suffered against his fu- original fight with Varro in the last episode, and it's completely reopened. He's like gushing blood out of it and they take him to doctor i notices and takes him to the medicus yeah the varro's ghost you know while he's while spartacus is fighting like varro's ghost he gets in real close and varro says to him you know tend to the wound and you know, the, the, this the, the, the name of the episode time. is called old wounds by the way and there's like three or four references throughout this whole right. episode, like literally being his old wound that he got from Varro last episode, obviously referring to like old wounds being the Thracian man that he used to be before right. taking on Spartacus. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of callbacks to this theme about Spartacus's wound. Right. Paul, is this the first time that we hear the 10 to the wound? I'm not sure because for some reason I feel like Varro said it before. Maybe I'm mixing up the scenes, but I believe it's one of the first times, at least. Because that becomes like a theme. Yeah, the for the rest of the episode. That, that gets repeated. Okay, so that that was a quick scene at the Ludus. But Ludis. before we jump ahead, we did miss a scene, I believe. I think what, uh, what I guess happens the night before this day, where Spartacus is training with Agron, okay. is there's a quick conversation that Spartacus has with Mira. Um, and this is where he says, um, I think what, what you were referring to earlier, when he tells the uh mirror saying like i saw you with the hitman earlier like and mirror's like oh like i was forced to i didn't mean to right for a second <laughs> and he's like second, I don't care. she's getting a little hype that he's yeah. jealous yeah. and she's like oh no like it didn't mean anything and he's like i don't give a fuck like, <laughs> um but yeah i just thought that was like kind of funny because like there's a there's so many times throughout this episode where for a second mirror thinks there's a chance that she mm. might be you know turning spartacus a little bit and then he just like shuts her down right i away. don't know if it was intended but 
Spartacus absolutely denying her, basically throwing herself at him, has been like the best comedic relief in this show. <laughs> yeah. Like I love how smooth he is handling that situation because yeah. it's it's literally not a desire on his mind. Like he he's a one track focused yep killer. Like he mm-hmm. it's just not a priority to him. That's and it makes sense. like him. Yeah, and I, I mean, Sora is his girl, man. What dead or alive, you know? Yeah, Sora is Spartacus's girl, but Mira still is trying to get at him. But Spartacus says, like, no, like next time you're with him and forced to lay with him, tell him thank you. Like he protected my wife and suffered an injury while trying to protect her. I hate right, when... and that was just like the main point of the scene. I just wanted to bring that up just to show what Spartacus' real feelings about Mira currently are. I hate but anyway, that, yeah. You, you, I hate that Spartacus is ignorant to all the schemes. He just like looks so dumb, and then it's it's a bad look. But he ain't it's gonna be ignorant though, for because long. if he take if he starts developing actual feelings for Mira, then he's going to have to incorporate every part of her survival in his plans. Because then he's gonna yep. start, you know, it's gonna start diluting his affections for Sura and like the whole plan and everything that you know, whatever. So yeah, it just had to be this way because that's just how Spartacus is. He's you know he got groomed that way throughout this season. Definitely. So moving along, we come to the Medicus, where Spartacus is currently being treated. He's knocked unconscious for this scene, so he's been put under, and if Badiatis and Docture are visiting him, uh, the decision that they come to on the recommendation of Docture is that Spartacus has to be out on the Primus, to which Badiatis says, who else could best Pompey's champion? Docture says, there is only but one, or there is but one. And it's Our Crixus, boy. obviously. <laughs> it's Crixus. There is but one. Crixus gets pussy. Uh, which leads us to a scene where Navia and Crixus have a brief dialogue. Did you guys... I don't think it's very important. I actually did want to bring something up briefly, because there's a quote that Navia says that I never caught before in the past. It probably means nothing, but I just want to talk about the phrasing. What she says is, when she's talking to Crixus about the fight, and he's being offered the fight, he... She says the Primus is a fight to the death, Crixus. And that just made me think, as opposed to what? Like, I are g- other non-Primus events not assumed to be a death match? And I just I never guess, picked that up. I guess you can't put the two fingers up for a Primus. I was no. just thinking it's way less likely no, that... because we already did that. Because yeah. the, right. that Spartacus the, and Crixus did that. Which is when I was asking you about that off-screen, whatever. But yeah. yeah, so I guess I don't know why she says it. Like she's like the Primus is a fight to the death. Like yeah, aren't they every just... single one of them a fight to the death? I, I don't think get it. that since it's the Primus and the top billing, and that's what the people came to see, it's far less likely that they would let someone not Lit. die. Okay. Like that's they want to see someone die in the Primus. Yeah, so Navy is, she's, you know, a little upset, or maybe a lot upset. She doesn't want Crixus to die, and, you know, Crixus is, you know, he's taking this fight. He's, there's nothing that's going to stop him. He's hype. He, yeah, and he says, um, you know, we're going to share this victory, and he's going to, and I'm going to look up at you in the stands after the fight. You know, I'll be looking for you. Of course. He also dumbly, at that point, that just reminded me, he, like, dumbly starts saying, like, I don't care who hears me. Like, yeah. he should have cared yeah, a little definitely bit. Because that would have made what happens next episode happen right there <laughs> and changed everything. But anyway. Yeah, so next we have um, Asher going to visit Salonius again, and he's just letting him know, you know, that Badiatis has some other stuff going on. <laughs> Which is, obviously, he's yeah. holding the magistrate captive. Yeah, he's alluding to something big. He says he's, he's, he's got busy, he's busy with greater things. And Salonius wants to know what that is. And, you know, um, Asher says, give me a little bit more coin. Give me that money. 
and Salonius obliges. Now, I don't think he tells, does he tell him it's the magistrate right there? No. Or not till later? Not till later. Not right. till later. Okay. Because Salonius would have, you know. I was going to say, right, right. That's um, that's all we get out of that conversation. Yeah, it's, just right? quick, it's just a quick thing to show that to the audience, we're not sure what's going on. Uh, Asher is still talking to Salonius. Salonius is still, as he's been for a few episodes, still trying to coax Asher to his side. It speaks volumes to Asher that Salonius identified his brains, like, right away. He said, Mm -hmm. you could be a very powerful, like, a very useful piece. And did you guys, at this point, genuinely think that Asher was undermining Badiatis? No. I, I actually still thought it. Like, at that part right yeah, there, yeah. that quick conversation, I still thought that he was, yeah. you know, working both sides. Not necessarily being fully against Badiatis, but working both sides. Working both sides, yeah. That's that's the same thing I was thinking. And he was playing both sides of the fence very well. Yeah, I, I don't even know Asher's if he great. knew. I don't know. I don't know if Asher knew which side he was going to pick. Yet. Yeah, I mean, he might. No, not. He absolutely. We find, did. we find out later. This that... was all according to the plan. Like yeah, this right. is exactly what Badiatis told him. To okay. Do. He said, Go. Well, so, so I don't understand that then because the episode before, you know, when Asher tells Salonia send another cock in your place, he does that without Badiatis knowing. Badiatis thought he was going to kill right, him. That's... He brings mm-hmm. his head back and he's like, "Yo, yeah. why is this not Salonia?" Okay, that was probably him playing to his own agenda, but he. That what? would have nothing to lose by that, and he would right. get a coin. And once the magistrate actually got kidnapped successfully, I feel like the whole level, the the playing field changed, and, and the you know what? started being body artist. No, that I would I would take that as Asher was still doing his job because he had to gain Salonius's trust. Could also hundred percent, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Well, we also saw you know the first time Body Otis, um went to visit Calavius in the sewers. You know, the, he's walking away, and Asher's like, "Like Dominus, are you sure you want to do this?" And Badiatis, yeah, yeah, he says, "Like, yo, like, grab your balls, like, sack up, and yep. like, we're doing it. It's too late. The plan's already in motion." Yeah. Is it, so is like, that, you is see the, Asher freaking is out. Is it the pull cock from ass and stick to plan line? Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's something like that. Well, um, Asher's freaking out because he he is the plan. Like this all falls on Asher playing his part, and it is. It's a tough part to play, and he's mm-hmm. got to play it perfectly, which is... I think we can cover this more once uh, yeah. in the next Asher scene. The next yeah, time right. we yep. see Asher, we'll talk about it okay. more. Uh, so, the next scene is the games. Yeah, we're the next scene is the actually arena, right? Spartacus's first dream. So, coin... Uh-huh. Spartacus has his CGI first... CGI coins. Kind of a... Mm. It's a shorter fever dream. dream. It's, it's very... It's a fever dream, exactly. Uh, his wound is bleeding, but it's bleeding gold coins... And he sees someone in the goddess mask, the same one that Alithia was wearing in a certain scene a couple episodes ago. Uh, and then takes off the mask. It's Sura, and she's like dying. So it's the dreams are crazy. Just a lot of symbolic messages here, like the gold coins in him being like the fact that like all of his wounds are being basically caused by Badiatis's greed, just to like kind of control Spartacus. Um, you know, it's just a bunch of sim- symbolism, which has been. A recurring theme anytime Sir is involved. Like, right. she's always messages of the god or, like, what this metaphor means, you know? Almost every Sir dream is some kind of message. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And now, Paul, we now get to the games. Now we go to the games. Paul's just itching for the games. Well, I just love that we got to see Agron and Duro, 
like in the gla- uh, arena, you know, killing it for the first time. Well, we saw well, Agron. Right, right. It. We saw Duro. <laughs> Duro's needing a little help. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, Agron finished off his guy quickly, um, you know, and then turns around and sees Duro on his back, tr- crawling away, about to die, and just calm, cool, collective. Chucks his spear through the back of the guy's head. And that was an awesome cool kill. Yeah, Agron to me feels like how they treat it, Varro, where you just you could just tell by how the show's portraying him that he's been winning in the arena and he's right. been like a, he's been like Varro character development off screen. He's one of the he's working his way up the tiers of gladiators, and he's a savage. He's he's, a savage. he's enjoying it too. Like he's smiling and screaming like after he took off his helmet. Did you guys? How have you guys felt about Agron the whole series so far? No, it's crazy. I wish the two brothers were one person because even though Duro, it's it's obviously a point that he's not that good of a fighter. I love his cockiness. Like yeah. I, I kind of like how scrappy he is and how he's like the young guy trying to like, you know, learn his way in the Ludus. But like Agron just has steady been killing it. He's obviously a top tier fighter in the Ludus, and yeah, I, I like both of the brothers honestly. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm guessing that they're going to get a little more screen time now that Varro's gone and things like that. So, I mean, honestly, for a while I was forgetting their names. They weren't like, you know, mm-hmm. mixing them up a little bit, but now, I mean, now I know the deal. Agron's a man. Yeah. Doro needs a little help, but uh yeah, I'm excited to see what they do from now on. I Anytime there's like a late season edition of characters that are kind of just being thrown into the main cast, it's hard to have as much of an attachment to them because they don't have as much screen time yet and not as much credibility. But you could always kind of tell just like how Agron talked to Spartacus Mm -hmm. in any scene. He wasn't like Crixus. Like he wasn't like, you're a piece of shit. I don't like you. He was always more willing to respect the fact that he was the champion and willing to just be like, you know, work with him. Like he he was a brother of Badiatis and he treated him like that. Definitely. Yeah, I I like the brothers. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, when they were bought, I thought Segavax was going to be, like, the next big plot, yeah. you know, character. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all know how that went. So. I think he would have been one of the best fighters in yeah, the Yeah, that's what I was expecting. I, I think he would have been. He probably would have been a, top three. He had a good head on his shoulders besides the corruption from Alithia, too, because he wanted to follow in the like footsteps of Spartacus. Like, well, you know what's crazy? He was honestly like when he rationalized it, he was just following his domina. Like he didn't yeah. really if he denied her that, like what that was her master. He couldn't really. He definitely like was all about it because she coaxed him with the freedom chip, but like what was he supposed to do? Segavax was kind of like Agron. He respected Spartacus's Absolutely. place and he wanted to learn from him. Like he he was all about it. I mm-hmm. like Jimmy. I thought he was going to be like a really important part. Right. Definitely. Um, but also a little thing. I just for some reason I love it when they talk about where gladiators are from. Like you know, like because uh, Segavax Segavax was uh, a he was a Gaul as well. Right. Right? I like. Yeah. I love that little bit of information. They're the German. The brothers. German brothers is another reason I like them because they're the only two gladiators we've ever seen from uh, from Germany. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, be- I mean, like, that they, we're told. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we're it's told. just cool when people are, they're, they're from different parts of, of the ancient world. It's so funny, too, because, you know, all the Gauls are like, oh, fucking Thracians. And then, you know, the German brothers will be like, oh, the fucking Gauls. <laughs> they just always, yeah. like, you, you just hate where There's the still stereotypes from. back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Always stereotypes. Uh, um, But so there's. 
there are two different scenes and there's a quick scene in between the two scenes that are at the games to wrap up this scene uh the the pompeii equivalent to body just the pompeii lanista notes that the magistrate is absent from the games and we all know why he is it's because he's in body sewer <laughs> uh so the next scene actually takes us right to the sewer it's asher is checking in on the hitman hollis and calavius they're uh, Asher and Hollis are tasked with taking shifts watching Calavius. Make sure he doesn't die. And Calavius, Hollis is sleeping on the job, and Calavius is seemingly, like, checked out. Like, he, he looks dead. He's, you know, showing not, no signs of life. Looks like he's life. not breathing. And Asher's like, shit, what are we going to do? Like, Calavius is dead. This ruins everything. And he's like, Hollis, go check for a pulse. And Calavius, like, bites his neck, is trying to, like, wriggle free. It's it's crazy. Calavius is a scrapper. And yeah, th- man. Think about this. That little nap is what eventually causes the domino, you know, butterfly effect dominoes to cause him to get hurt because he wasn't paying attention, had to check if he was breathing, goes to the Medicus, mm-hmm. where Spartacus kills him. Like, that little fucking nap it's yeah. like a huge reason that things start happening so huge yeah he's actually a, a, a huge plot mover uh what's his name again i can't ever hollis hollis, hollis. Yeah. I, I have it written as h-o-l-l-i-s hollis yeah, i have it as a-u a-u-l-u yeah. oh it's allis i think it's Aulis. okay let's yeah like we'll say we'll say nah allis is good he ain't Aulis, gonna be around Aulis. for long you know? <laughs> um, there's there's actually a good back and forth here i think it's allis asks asher do you have the balls to see this through and asher looks him dead in the eyes and says two of them very large yes <laughs> Great scene. that's what i have in my notes yep. Love so after line. the sewer, that brings us to the second half of the games. Um, uh, the crowd—they're kind of holding off the Primus so that the magistrate can arrive, but mm-hmm. he ain't coming. The crowd is threatening to riot. They can't wait any longer for Calavius to arrive. So, um, and it is Calavius's wife actually says, "Bodyatus, would you honor us by presenting the Primus?" Mm-hmm. Which would have been the magistrate's job. And Bodyatus says, "Oh my, what an honor! <laughs> this is great. Thank you so much." It was like yeah. Anchorman <laughs> when they're like, "Oh, like come on, Ron Burgundy, like play a little flute for us." And he's like, "Oh no, I'm not ready." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just pulls out the flute. What a great scene! Hell yeah, Paul. Yeah, that's, exactly. I mean, that's what it was like. I mean, if you want me, I'm so I guess unprepared. I could, you know, introduce the game. Yeah, and I guess oh, it's important to know right now too no one's really worried that he's missing you know the wife says the magistrate's wife says you know he was on business maybe it's taken longer than expected right no one's actually worried yet yeah and body says like his caravan should arrive in town shortly yeah something like that um so body presents the primus did you have a point no, no, that's what I was going to say. Okay, gotcha. So Badiatis presents the Primus, um, and the crowd is chanting for Spartacus. Mm-hmm. They want the bringer of rain, the champion of Capua, and Crixus walks out, and they boo him. Yeah. Probably the first time he's ever been Crixus booed, except not used maybe the that. beginning of his career. Definitely. But... Um, and that leads us to Crixus versus Pericles, which, in my opinion, was a pretty sweet fight. It was Pericles a fight. wasn't hyped up as much as like a Theocles, but he was definitely no joke. Badiatis was... He was giving him some titles, um, you know, but it was funny because as he already introduced Crixus, the crowd was pissed. And as he's introducing Pericles, he's saying like, you know, this monster, blah, blah, blah. And then says like born in the depths of hell, like he's making Pericles the bad guy slightly, 
without like actually saying it. his moniker we found out earlier it was the billing was supposed to be the bringer of rain versus the titan of pompeii so that's right. kind of the titan yeah. of pompeii is pericles's thing one really cool really really cool scene uh right after Badiatis announces it and announces pericles he goes to sit down and he sits down in the magistrate's chair and like he sinks in, and he like it makes himself comfy, and he's like, "Oh man, this is I could get used to oh, this." I didn't notice that, <laughs> I didn't notice that either. I didn't That's awesome. funny. He he, that actor honestly steals every scene he's in in the show. Oh, he's in so good. Season. I would, I would put down right now. He's the best actor in the show. He, yeah. Just him, and he, honestly, uh, uh, Lucretia's right up there with him. Like those she two is. together make the show work. So I well. see. I keep bringing it up, like the parallels between um, Badiatis and Littlefinger. Hopefully, our you know listeners watch Game of Thrones unless they lived under a rock. But when Littlefinger like <laughs> is sitting on the Iron Throne and yes. Varys walks in and he's just getting comfortable, he's just testing it out. Yeah, just testing it out. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Crix is first Pericles. It's a good fight, and to start off, Pericles is whooping ass. He's he's handing it to Crixus, and and that's kind of what. Uh, I guess the Lunista of Pompeii would expect because they've been winning every Primus for however many years, over and over and over. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They um they make it a point to say like Pompeii is our rivals. Yeah. Like yeah. And we can't stand them, but they win every year. That's kind of a cool thing. Capua is like Pompeii's rivals. Mm-hmm. It's like two rival high schools oh, or yeah. something. Crixus in the beginning of the episode, he says, you know, uh. Badiatis has never secured the Primus against Pompeii. It's always been Salonius. And this year, we finally do get the Primus, and Spartacus gets it, and Crixus is pissed. Okay, so it's Pompeii right. winning every Primus, but not against Badiatis, just in general. They I just think it's always winning. Pompeii yeah. versus Capua. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. I mean, and, yes. if, you have, if you have a gladiator going into a Primus with a nickname, like you kind of assume already that that dude has wins and wins yeah, and wins. He's a titan, bro. Yeah. Yeah, um, if you're a gladiator and you don't have a nickname, get the fuck out, bro. <laughs> like, come on. Does Dr. Ray have a nickname? Don't tell me. Detective. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Detective. Thank you. Yeah, let's just keep it at that. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Lucretia almost faints randomly, like, in the middle of this fight, which... Yeah, she's upset, dude. Well, no. she's also something I mean, else. Yeah, yeah. I we, think, we find yeah. out why she faints later. Yeah. She blames it on the heat and the and the water, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we just think that she's just you know getting tired right here, and mm-hmm. uh, and she's getting overwhelmed at the fact that Crixus is. Yeah, that's fight. where I that's t- how I took it to at think. first. Yeah, um, exactly. But since Lucretia faints, Navia, who is her right hand, has to like escort her out. So she does not get to watch the conclusion of Crixus versus Pericles. And when she leaves, Crixus is getting his ass kicked. So oh, yeah. she, mm. she probably leaves thinking she's never going to see Crixus again. Right. And at that point, Crixus has no idea that they're gone. Like he's right. still he's still fighting yeah, thinking he's that. Busy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I love that Crixus is still one of like the most prominent fighters, and he still just uses like a shield and a sword, yep. like a bit very standard gladiator um, fighting style. And I love that he yeah. just rocks it because he's the best at it. Mm-hmm. He's so good at it. So was there anything? Was there like a split moment that like sparked Crixus's comeback? Well, like he snapped, we, but was there? I think it was. Just, he was just knocked down. He was kind of against the wall of the arena. Pericles was kind of in the middle, just like. I believe he was just trying to hype up the crowd. Yeah, he was gloating right. a little bit. Um, and then Crixus stands up, and I guess he has a serious face, and Pericles like yells his name. He's like, Crixus, and charges him. 
Um, yeah, I, I guess I, he didn't have a dream about Sora or anything. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know I didn't why think he... there was a split second. I just think he was getting dominated, and then he started dominating. I think you can just attribute it more to him getting his footing and working out the kinks, because he would have, I feel like, before this season started, if you were to fight Pericles, like, people would have expected Crixus to win. But, you know, like, he got disgraced with his loss, even though he didn't lose. He won with Theocles anyway, but, right. you yeah. know, like, and he's all of his time off of not training. He was just shaking off the rust, I think, and then and I, when and he got going, you know. I have a quick point. Can we still consider um, Crixus? His name is the Undefeated Gaul. No, it's not. Well, um, they they champion. made it a point when Varro and Spartacus were pissing off the edge. Right. Um, Varro says, "Like here comes the undefeated Gaul," and Spartacus says he should probably find a new name. But that he oh, still should he be undefeated. I agree. I never understood that point. And then it even gets proven later when mm-hmm. uh, I mean earlier. I guess uh, it might be next episode when when Asher comes in with the little clay monument that the people of Capua were making to represent that fight against right. the Ocles. So basically everyone in everyone's mind, Crixus was not part of that win. I mean, that's why I got booed when he came out yeah. of the arena. Yeah. And I mean, we alluded to this earlier. I was kind of under the impression that he was a little screwed up from hearing the booing as he's walking out. He's like, I freaking did all this shit for these people mm-hmm. and they're not going to, they're going to boo me now. I mean, maybe he was a little messed up to start the fight and then he started to, like you said, get the yeah. rust off and things like that. So, I thought it was a pretty sweet fight. Um, he has, <laughs> my note says, a spinning slice of dice. I think he does like a 180 yeah. and just kind of like takes Pericles out. Yeah, yeah he, does, he has a nice spinning finishing move. Crixus Chris, is such a badass. I mean, you guys, he you fights, guys both awesome. knew Crixus was going to win that oh, fight. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, that wasn't yeah. going to be a, throw, like, a significant death or anything. So. Yeah, that would have been crazy. So Yeah, if they kill Crixus right there, man. I, I don't know. imagine that'd be Game of Thrones level. Yeah. What the fuck just happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pericles becomes like a main character. <laughs> <laughs> Completely just changes everything. Nah, Pericles has his guts hanging out right yeah. now. And it's so, this is such a Gears of War final executioner, like, finisher. Like, this is so wild. Pericles is on his back, and they're all chanting, like, kill, kill, kill. Um, I'm sorry, he's on all fours. And Crixus just kicks him over to his back and just... Boot through the face like it's a watermelon. Oh, yeah. It was oh, yeah. a disgusting. Paul, you had me at Gears of War finisher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it was a I... complete curb stomp. Definitely. So, Crixus's thing was, I will look up mm-hmm. after my victory, and I will only be looking at. I only have eyes for you. Speaking of Navia, of course, and Navia is nowhere to be seen, and he's. Where'd she go? What's going on? Why isn't she here? This is supposed to be our thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Crixus is victory isn't that sweet sweet for like five seconds um and then he looks up navy is not there and you know as the um l- what is the name of pompey's lanista lanista just pompey i just called him fat pompey yeah. guy yeah guy with a bowl, bowl cut or whatever um they're talking and he's like you know good game or whatever and then they get a message yes. they get a message right. saying uh Magistrate Calavius's cart, his carriage, has been found on the side of the road, and all of his guards have been I killed. I believe it was and a his caravan. Body was... Caravan. I'm <laughs> sorry. Specifically, they say word. his body wasn't found. Right. So they mm-hmm. have no idea. Right. Saying he was kidnapped. Right. And that's when Badiatis gets up and says, like, let's go, let's go, let's rally the troops. And, and that's where he's a little sly dog saying, Demarius, we need you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what, this is the first time when, um... Badiatis threatened Numerius to Calavius earlier. He wasn't threatening his life. He was, we find out that 
Batiatis is going to be using Numerius. Oh, yeah. Because Numerius is probably going to inherit the majority of power from Kalevi. And yep. he's already proven to at least the audience that he's pretty much the most manipulative, manipulatable Manipulative. Character. Manipulatable. Oh, okay. He can um, be manipulatable. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Like with the Alithia and Varro scene, right. like obviously... Well, he's just a kid. Yeah, exactly. It's easy to control a kid. Um, anyway, so that takes us perfectly to the Asher's second meetup with Salonius. Let me jump in there real quick because this was... Upon rewatching, I've seen this episode probably like five or six times now at this point in my life, but upon rewatching this, I, the thing I picked up on was as soon as Badiatis is leading all of his guards, he's leading Nemarius, like he knows where he's going, obviously, because this is all his plan. But basically, they just have like this one quick moment, this one shot where Badiatis is just walking slow motion, like Peaky Blinder style, like Tommy Shelby looking like a fucking badass, knowing like he's about to just basically put his dick on the table yeah. and, like, take over. <laughs> yeah. And I just love that scene of Vadiatis' confidence just leading the crowd to Salonius' basically Salonius and Calavius. Yeah. And Calavius, yeah. So the Asher and Salonius meeting, that's where that takes us. Uh, Asher finally reveals to Salonius that Vadiatis is holding Calavius captive. Lots of names there. Um and Salonius says, oh, my gosh, I have to go rally my troops. We have to go help him, you know, save him. Asher says, there's no time. Are you armed right now? He will be dead before you can gather men. Let's let's roll you and me, because that would make a difference. A former gladiator with a bum leg and this old man. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I probably should have noticed Asher was doing a plan but i still really did think that he was kind of like thinking he was in over his head and he was trying to maybe save his own ass i don't know i mean well i thought you were led to believe that asher was saying like quickly let's yeah. get there before literally before right, body right. so like you did think that the, i mean i, I could mean, see he, if you thought that he was still and playing. he told him the truth too he was like body has gone crazy like he's yeah. captured the magistrate yeah. that's like, the reason i kind of believed that too is because asher has seen Badiatis unhinged. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So he knows that dark side. But so I was like, maybe, maybe he is trying to yeah. jump ship and get away from that. So, but... so Brian, you did think that there was a chance that I always thought there was a chance. I just thought Asher liked playing both sides of yeah. the field, and I thought this there was a possibility that he was definitively straying from Badiatis. I, I wasn't sure, but like yeah. I thought there was a possibility. Asher was playing his part to a T. So correct me if I'm wrong, but Asher says, you know. Are you armed? He's like only with a dagger. And he's like, Asher says, yeah, it's enough to cut ropes. Like, let's go. We got to go now. And then it cuts to Body Otis and, and Blinder walk, right? yeah. his men um, going through the town with Numerius. Dude, freaking Body Otis. He goes and he's like, oh, man. Where could they be? And he yeah. starts leaning his arm up against like the sewer Open door. door. <laughs> and he's like, man, where do we go? Where do we go? And Numeris is like, oh my God, I'm a genius. They're probably in the sewers. <laughs> yep. Body Otis is like, yeah, you son of a bitch, man. You're right. So <laughs> smart, Numerius. <laughs> Body Otis is oh, such. Yeah. He that was, never that was ceases like to amaze me how like clever he is. Yeah, I was cracking up at that. And part. at this point, it's you the audience thinks it's a rush to see who's gonna get there first. Is is Salonius gonna get exactly. there and free the magistrate first, or is Badiatis gonna, you know, enact his plan? And that's when we get to the scene of Salonius getting there first. And Asher, actually in between this, we do have the Spartacus scene, unless you guys want to just finish this. Let's finish this. Yeah. Okay. So Asher brings Salonius to Calavius in the sewers to quote unquote save him. Right. 
And that's when we, we, we see the mask is still over his face. We don't know like what's going on. He's not really moving. He's just sitting there locked with his ropes. So Salonius, you know, obviously the reason he's there is to free the magistrate and, you know, prove that Badiatis was corrupt this whole time. So he runs up and cuts off the ropes. And the second he pulls up that mask, we see the slit throat, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Asher's nowhere to be seen. Asher dips in that quick second. The, the throat is slit. Salonius is there holding a dagger. And that's it, dude. And Badiatis comes in with Numerius and his men. And, and Numerius is like, Salonius! Yeah. That <laughs> line sticks with me, too. Yeah, he just gets so high pitched. It's perfect. I'm guessing Asher had a knife on him just in case. I was thinking yeah. that, too, but it didn't. Yeah, it was, Not that it matters, yeah. but I'm guessing he did. And he would have just said, cut him up, cut him free, quick, quick. And then he would have gave him the knife if he had to. But whatever. Yeah, probably. That scene and that reveal alone awesome. was put body Otis in the, the tier one of villains of any tv show yeah. in history like the fact that that was a long con that's been going on for so many episodes all culminating with the theme that body Otis fucking hates salonius yeah and he did this in the best most satisfying way possible both at the same time yes. magistrate and salonius got his revenge and framed it like that was perfect. Framed yeah. it as he's the it, hero, Numerius, you owe me now. Like all of this. Like, yeah, this and, was genius. And as the newbie, like I like I was believing and I was seeing that he was going a little nuts. So I don't know what happens to Body Otis, obviously. So, you know, I didn't know if he was just gonna get caught in this crazy ass plan and maybe be caught and put in jail or prison chains or actually killed or whatever. Like I'm guessing, more. you know, Spark is gonna be the one to take care of him just because but, you know, I, I didn't know, man. I had no idea. Great scene. It's got to be Spartacus. Yeah, That's the scene. one to take care of him. Any more before we move on to the final scene? Not on that. No, we got to touch on the dream first. Right, so, so this... the final two scenes of Spartacus we'll just end on. Correct, of yeah. This episode. So it's, yeah, the dream, I don't know. It's a lot more symbolism. He sees... I believe he goes to like an examination table and he sees his old long-haired Thracian self mm-hmm. on it looks like a cadaver table. He's he's dead or passed out or something like that and I believe that body turns into Sura. There's there's a lot going on and he, they go out into the Ludus. He sees Varro too uh and Sura asks him why did you kill him? A man must accept his fate. Um you know, Sura's body switches to Varro. It's all it's all very weird, but it's essentially Sura and Varro talking to him in this dream, saying, open your eyes, and they keep saying, you must tend to the wound, right. tend to the wound, and they're nodding at both Badiatis and this Aulus guy. They're like, tend to the wound, bro, <laughs> yeah. see what's going on. Um, yeah, it but, gets to the, the scene where he's remembering when Sura comes in in the carriage, and he's holding her in her arms, and then and he, he he sees yeah he sees the wound the fake wound on blood yeah right okay on the hit yeah man. you're right he this. he essentially sees that scene the way that we saw it right. with Badiatis pulling the strings and Aulus and then, obviously meant to to put emphasis on the fact that that specific that spot there should be a wound and right like, and then it correct. jumps to him remembering the scene with Mira and the other slave and the jelly, jelly jam right. yeah. Yeah. and there's no there's no wounds and then that's when he. Opens his eyes for yep. the first time. But so, okay, two quick things before we move on to the next part is mm-hmm. we forgot to mention that uh, in a scene prior, after after um, Hollis got his his basically his neck bitten, he was sent to 
the medicus here and he was basically put under in like a deep sleep just to you know start right next to spark right next to spartacus and the second thing we forgot to mention is earlier um badiatis basically just ordered mira to to stay by spartacus side 24 7 because if he stops breathing basically we're fucked like yeah and the medicus tells her at one point i'm gonna i need some sleep and food you stay with him let me know if anything changes right so she's by herself with him Mm. Point being, we now have Spartacus and Aulus being treated as patients in the Medicus. With only Mira there to With look only over Mira as a witness to this. Spartacus is having this dream, and he wakes up from the dream with the realization that Aulus was involved in Sura's death. And that's when he looks right to the left and mm-hmm. sees him just sitting there right. like on a golden platter. And yep. he's, he's still tied down yeah. at this point because he was like seizing up and like he was being hard to treat. Um, so right away he just looks at Mira. He's like, yeah, like you got to go. You got to cut me free and go out there and watch. I need a minute. Like this right. is real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some real right. shit. Yeah. <laughs> and of course she does it because she loves him. She it's Spartacus. Him. Right. Uh, so Spartacus. It grabs Aulus, is choking him out, and is trying to say who who ordered the hit. Like where, obviously, well, he says, where's your wounds? Where's the wound? Where's, where's the, the old, again referring to the old wounds well, title? He doesn't. Right. Another. He doesn't say that first though, because he wants to make sure he catches him in a lie. So he goes back to you know uh, who attacked you? Like when what happened with my wife? And he and Aulus, the hitman, saying like we were attacked. Uh, blah blah blah. I got injured. And then Spartacus says, where's well, where's your wound? And Alice's eyes are like, shit. Like, Help, guards, <laughs> yeah. guards. He starts yelling for the guards. And, you know, Spartacus starts ripping the chokehold a little harder. And that's what he's saying. You know, you know, who ordered it? Who ordered it? Who ordered it? And he does confirm that Badiatis ordered the hit on Sura. And right after he says Badiatis, Spartacus just a little pop of the neck. Yep. And that's pretty much... There's one last scene, right? We're done with all yep. this part. There's nothing else it's... to note. Is skip ahead a little bit. Spartacus is slightly revived, fighting condition. The wounds healing up a little bit, and he seems like he's getting his, you know, his mental wits back. So he's just training in the yard, and Badiatis comes right out onto <laughs> the um to the balconies, looking over. Well, yeah, him and Asher are talking and saying like, "Oh, all this died from a bite to the neck. I didn't know it was that serious." Um, Madikus said he drowned in his blood. Badiatis is all upset, and Asher says, "That's hey, one less loose end that we have to worry about." They're just laughing hey. about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's a good point. So then they walk over to the other side of the balcony. They look over, and he's like, "Oh, like gods bless us even more. Our champion returns, Spartacus. How are you feeling?" Oh my! God. He yes, says, "Spartacus, Thomas. are you feeling?" He said, "What is this? Spartacus, how do you fare, right? Spartacus, do you, you are well." well? Yeah. Yes, Dominus. I am myself again. Oh my and God. episode. That was so and episode. chills. That was chills. Yes. Now we got our Thracian back. We got our Thracian boy back, whose name we still don't know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, do you, do you guys know? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us. All right. Let's. Are you ready to just jump right into the next episode? Yeah. I okay. mean, episode twelve. It's Revelations, right? Right, episode yes, twelve, Revelations, and this um, is this this episode acts as the the penultimate right before the you know the season finale. So we get a lot of resolution for a lot of plot that's been building up for now eleven episodes. This episode is phenomenal. It's a mm. ten out of ten. I thought this was so good upon rewatch. I mean, it starts out real hot. I mean, it's Salonius tied up underneath the arena, and the Justice Spartacus was. 
Well, I believe before that we have a Crixus fighting montage Damn where Paul. he's. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> it is a Crixus fighting it montage. Is, yeah. yeah, you're right. Kind of the same way that Spartacus had his fighting montage after he killed Theocles. So Crixus is becoming he's back, baby. I love when Crixus is is top dog. Crixus is the man. It, it that's where he belongs. Yeah, he's he's on the come up again. Yeah. So literally mid fight, that's when we go down under the arena, and that's the what you were saying, Paul, where uh, where Salonius is chained up. Yeah, yeah. Salonius got a little rip going on, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, can we just talk about his nipples for a second? Does he have some nipple clamps or something? Because those bad boys are sticking out like three. Well, inches. I feel like I feel like throughout a lot of the scenes, like a lot of the chicks have nipple tassels and it's stuff. just cold like, and through casual. the old episodes did anyone else notice that or maybe i just don't look at that kind of thing well don't notice that what are you watching then i was just cold in there so uh body Otis goes down there and he's rubbing it in as much as he possibly can and you know uh Salonius, yeah Salonius wants to know he's like you know is asher was he always your dog was he always following your lead and mm-hmm. he says oh his loyalty never wavered Yep. Never changed, man. And then Salonius says that uh, Asher, he's skilled in deceit, but Badiatus offers his own theory, saying that Salonius was blinded by his own envy and his wish for Badiatus' Ludius champions and even his wife, Lucretia. So pretty much Badiatus is trying to say, like, you wanted everything, you're blinded by it, and my boy Asher took advantage. Yeah. You know? Call I love out. their dynamic. Like their the body out of Salonius, like hatred, like was a hu- was a surprising backbone of the season. Like that drove a lot. And well, at the same time, like body Otis, he's definitely crazy for following through on this plan. But at the same time, like it, I feel like we forget that Salonius already made an attempt on his life. It was a bad attempt, but he sent assassins after body right. Otis. So in a way, body Otis is completely justified in trying to take out Salonius completely. Well, he did, like, ruin his family legacy for history. He also, like, you know, <laughs> took advantage of the Roman political system, but I guess you're right. I mean... Oh, hell yeah. But, like, <laughs> that's the body oddest way. What else is he supposed uh, yeah, to do? Yeah. Just kill him and make it quick and easy? No, thank you. That's not why we're here. Yeah. All right, but let's get to the point where, where Salonius is actually in the Colise- or in the arena itself. And, you know, like, there's no chance that Salonius is going to be able to even put a dent into Spartacus. Right. Yeah, this is just the execution. Basically, yeah. Just as Spartacus well, had in the f- uh, first episode, right? The very end of the first episode, just yeah. as Spartacus was sent to his execution in front of the, the crowd of Capua, so is Salonius. Yeah, I think it's important to talk about, too, real quick at the end of their conversation. Um, you know, Salonius is trying to say that, the you know, Capua is going to see you for who you are, you know, and he says that... Um, uh, Salonius tells him that he under he actually underestimated him. He admits it. He says, "I underestimated you," and he replies, "You're not the first to die for that mistake." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was sweet. Blood starts dripping from the ceiling, falling on Salonius. Badiata says, "You know, Crixus make makes quick work of his opponent," and he goes up there before Crixus actually does the blowing kill. But as he goes up, you know, underneath the awning where you know the magistrate sits. He comes up and Lucretia is sweet talking, saying, like, this is a great day. We're going to see, like, justice and Salonius is going to pay. And fucking Badiatis comes up, kisses Numerius on the head and is like, <laughs> yeah, like, we're going to get the guy that killed your father. It's like, oh, my God. How can you do that? Yep. How can you kiss crazy. him and pretend like you didn't murder his father? Numerius is all about it, though. I think oh, he, yeah. like, low-key likes Badiatis more than he liked his own dad. He he loved the fact that 
that his birthday celebration went the way it did. Like yeah. that was a dream to him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so we get back to the actual fight between, well, fight, execution of Salonius by Spartacus. We get a little bit of a dialogue here before we start the actual combat itself, right? Um, you could, they just, like, start going at it, like... Uh, What's he say? Well, he say? so, so... He says, like, you once faced execution in this arena, like, do you think I'll fare the same? And Spartacus goes, I would not expect it. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, before this fight, too, really quick, we see Spartacus getting ready to go out, and he, but he's pissed, and Doctore walks in, and he says, you know, why can't I talk to Badiatis? You know, I've been asking for a week for his counsel, uh, and, you know, uh, he says, I guess, you know, he forgets that I'm the champion of Capua, and Doctore is like, I think you forget you're a slave, and he's the master. You know, that's, you know, it's just, right. just letting us know that Spartacus, he wants to see Badiatis. Mm-hmm. He knows what's good, and he wants to see him. So, yeah, I, w- I want to back up and just emphasize how much Badiatis, like, shits on Salonius when he's introducing him to the crowd. <laughs> he says he's, like, an enemy of the people, like, the slayer, the scoundrel that killed Calavius. And, like, he's getting, like, cabbages thrown at him from the stands. Yeah. Like, the crowd just wants to hate Salonius. So but Salonius takes it well. Like, you know, he raises his sword and shield. Like, he's he's playing the crowd. Well, he's maybe a one fan he's out a there. Lanista. He knows how to play yeah. to the cr- crowd. If he's going out, he's, as we find, he's going out, you know, giving them a show. Um, And then it gets to the introduction of Spartacus. Badiata says, who else could take out Salonius other than the slayer of Theocles, the bringer of rain, Spartacus, the champion of Capua. Um, and they're so hyped to see Spartacus. <laughs> come mm-hmm. out for this execution um which brings us to the face-to-face meeting where Salonius uh says you know you escaped execution maybe i should fare as well spartacus says i doubt it bro <laughs> <laughs> not oh, happening boy. yeah uh yeah and then you know they start they go at it and spartacus obviously isn't attacking just because he wants to draw out the execution but right. still Salonius surprisingly he has some moves. Yeah, and I mean, Sparkus even says, like, you're not untrained, I think he says. Yeah, you're not you're absent not skill. Abs- okay, there skill. it is. Yeah, and I mean, Numerius... Actually, he has a great response to that. Spartacus says, you are not absent skill, Salonius says, nor nor will to live. Okay, yeah. yeah Salonius yeah. is a boss. He, yeah. I'm he wants to live through this. He knows he's gonna die, but yeah. he, he's trying here, which I... This is a great death scene for Salonius. Oh, yeah. And like you said, Paul, you know, Spartacus is is dragging it on, and Numerius is actually saying, like, you know, what's going on? Why isn't he taking him out? You know, and Badiatis says, well, we'll give him a second. He's just playing to the crowd, you know. And then that's, so that's when he does the, the, the not the, the four kill slices, blow, but the, but yeah. yeah, so he basically does what, Crixus did right like yeah so he gets like a couple slices here like four I think it's like arm leg and then he gets the, and then yeah. he gets the, oh yeah two on the cheeks right yeah. one each cheek yep. and then he slices Boom, open right the guts the, right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then those CGI guts dude and that's <laughs> exactly when they have the great conversation basically of of uh, Salonius saying like mm-hmm. you're fighting for the wrong person like your master is the one that should be dying and then Spartacus responds with a cool little he shall join you presently and then Salonius <laughs> oh. has like the best little smirk ever yeah. knowing he's like I, he basically just Spartacus just put him to peace yeah, <laughs> yeah. right and then he's he just smiling laughing raising his arms up like laughing at the irony of it yeah i was surprised but i really enjoyed how much respect spartacus showed salonius i think he kind of was about you know salonius going out 
fighting and he appreciated that and, and know, i also an think man. at this point he's like if you hate body i like you yeah that's true yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. true i like that yeah and even salonius says something like you know oh the roar of the crowd or something you know like <laughs> i guess he finally knows what it's like to have a you know to be a gladiator in the arena yep so one blow spartacus decapitates salonius <laughs> and then he kind of like stabs his head like a like a kebab, kebab yeah. and just holds it up and has this great like eye to eye with Badiatis, which I think Badiatis even like picks up on it. Yeah. He's, he's just like saying, uneasy. Yeah. He's just saying, I got a Lanista's head on top of my sword, like yeah. you're next. Yeah. Badiatis's face, like his eyebrows kind of furrowed, and he actually literally turned his head to the side, like mm-hmm. his. I'm gonna, this right? I'm gonna bring this up a couple times throughout this episode, but this is the episode where Spartacus acts with his stares. Like there are like four or five scenes in that mm. throughout this episode where his stare oh, yeah. says a million words. 100%. He's a slave. Yeah. He still can't say what he's thinking, but he can stare you yeah. in the eyes and yep. feel yeah. it. All right. So we go back to the Ludus, uh, and it is Badiatis and Doctore, and they're just kind of having a quick conversation. Uh, one of the things they bring up is that they no longer want the German brothers to fight together um, because they don't want to risk Agron. They don't want to risk losing Agron because he Keeps he's going to, to be fighting to protect his brother right. who's weak. Yeah. I don't think there, there, there's there's is there anything and, else? Yeah, that and then and that's when uh, Doctor also tells Badiatis that Spartacus is getting a little restless about not being able to see him. Yeah, and then he says, "Send Amira for tonight, and I'll talk to him tomorrow." Yeah, because Spartacus doesn't know, but Badiatis has been he hasn't been ignoring him purposefully. He's been up to some shit. Like he's yeah, been making he's been making the cogs move in Capua. So <laughs> I think a lot of shit. He's been. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so Badiatis sends Doctore off, and then he keeps walking to meet Asher, who uh-huh. is being fitted for some fancy new clothes. He's getting the, you know, he's getting the royal treatment. Um, and essentially, Badiatis says, no, you're not going to be living in the Ludus anymore. You're going to be living in the villa with me. Like, you, you've you proven yourself. You're, you're rising above the status of gladiator. You're going to be my right-hand man. I want you close to me. Yeah, and you say, like, and I totally agree, but you talk about Littlefinger and Badiatis, but I can't see any better of a metaphor than Asher right now yeah. to Littlefinger with the starting from as a slave, you know, not that Littlefinger was a slave, but starting low of nothing to to rising, you know, he actually rises above being a slave, and now he's living in the villa, and uh, we get to find out he chooses uh, who he wants to lay with, too, now. Yeah, we don't. Does he say No, this? he doesn't say yeah, what he just smirks. Out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he just has this devious smile and says I have one, I've had my eye on one slave in particular for a while. Now, I don't know. Did they say in the prior episodes that Navia was a virgin? Like was that said? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean because 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 Lucretia says, right? Like, like she, I, I know it's later, later it's later she says episode. I've been saving her, but I don't know if we knew that earlier because he does say like I want a pretty much he says I want a virgin and then he smirks. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I kind of figured it would be Navia because of the whole Crixus thing, but I didn't know mm-hmm. if we were supposed to pick up on that more so because we knew she was his virgin. Maybe, uh, but it's definitely like a known thing in the Ludus, like not maybe maybe not to the audience yet until that later line, but it's a known thing in the Ludus that that Navia's been there her whole oh, life. Oh, we do know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. we so do know that. Been, we just, we, I just, just, we didn't know it. she was being groomed as a virgin. Right, though, I, don't I don't think, think if, so. If they but... did say it, it was very subtle. Right, okay. I don't think we've made a point to talk about it. Uh, so next we get a Spartacus and Mira scene. Yeah, so we have uh, Mira walking in, and you know she's trying to give him a little, you know, a little love, putting putting the hand on the face. He pulls he pulls himself away. She gets pissed off, 
Well, yeah, uh, she's like, I took care of you yeah. while you were like in a coma. Well, she also says, I walked out of the room while you murdered a dude, <laughs> and I've just <laughs> been holding that secret to myself. Like, and you're you're gonna like back away when I try to touch your yeah, face? Yeah, exactly. Like, throw me a bone here, dude. And then Spartacus. In that split second, he realizes, yeah, I've been, I've been yeah. being a dick to her. He kind of yeah. like grabs her and says, "Wait, come on." Right, and so he's saying he has some things on his mind, and then he tells her, "I was surprised too." Like you know, Mirrors is girl, but I was surprised that he actually did tell her. You know, Body Otis took part in, you know, in his wife's death. You know, um, and he's going to act against them. You know, that's that's where's the chase and how do I cut to it? That's kind of where the, the scene went. You know? <laughs> well, you know what? And I think the reason he confides in Mira is because she's already proven that she can keep a secret with the Aulis murder and he doesn't have Varro anymore. So who that's else true. can he turn to for these things? And I'm glad he does seek an objective opinion on the matter. Well, and, not objective, but an outside. She does say something important, which I had no idea, and I don't know if that's just we're first learning it now, but she says, you know, you don't know Roman law, but if if a slave kills a master, every slave is killed. So that's where she says you're putting me at risk, you're putting everybody at risk, every slave at risk. And that's where, Luke, you touched on earlier that, like, he's... Not yet. We're going to get to that. I, I know what you're saying, but we're going to get to that in a little bit. I think. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so basically now yeah. now Spart- Spartacus responds to the to Mir saying the Roman law being like, well, basically every man for himself, like I'm doing this. Like, yeah, I mean that's like another reason why I'm like you just told her that like I mean she again, she's his girl, she loves him, she's you know, but still like you just said I'm I don't care. I'm going to if they die, they die. I'm killing Badiatis. I mean, she could have just been like, "All right, fine, then I'm going to stop it. I'm going to tell someone." But, you know, Mir's our girl, so she's fine. Yeah, yeah. she's Right. Like, she's way more lawful to Spartacus yeah. than, you know. And so the scene directly after this is when Bodyatus actually grants him the audience for the first time, right? We get Navy on Crixus yeah. after okay. this. Go back to Which, that. Yep. real quickly, they're in the wine cellar where they always do it. Is Navia <laughs> always on top when she give has us sex Give with us a little play-by-play here, Paul. <laughs> I, oh, okay, so we get down there. Chris is on a bag of sand of rice or something like that. <laughs> sand or rice. Um, but she, like, I don't know. I guess she wears the pants in the relationship. Hey, um, man. She can be on but, top if she wants, bro. It, well, it's all the time. Take turns. <laughs> so they finish up. Um, you know, she tells him she's spurred on by, like, his win in the arena. I guess yeah, she's, she's a little turned on. Yeah, she's feisty. Um, and then... Pretty she, much, they, she, they, they, she gets interrupted, right? They, she gets that's called when, and summoned. Yeah, that's when Lucretia... Yeah, Lucretia calls her, and they're just like, oh, shit. Like, put, put, <laughs> put your pants back on. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crixus runs that butt-ass naked out of the room. You know? they, they literally, like, stall for one last kiss in between, like, Yeah, the right, and, like, she's, and she shows up two seconds later. Like, yeah, yeah, literally. Like, Come on, right. guys. So she grabs, like, a jar of wine or something, and it's interesting, you know, because Lucretia comes down and says, you're being summoned by the Dominus. Usually, it's Lucretia summoning Navia for herself, right. but this is the first time that, you know, the Dominus, uh, a.k.a. Badiatis, is calling for. So that's... Yeah. We don't know what's up with that, and then we see what's up with that. Yeah, it's uh, Asher, you know, looking in the mirror, putting on, like, his rings, and he has his new robes on, and Navia is doing, like, a slow-mo walk through the hallway. Like, she knows now. Terrified yeah. look on yep. her face. And she gets there, and what does Asher say, like, first thing? I mean, he's... Pretty much saying I'm not going to hold a grudge against you, 
he says it in his weird way, but he's saying, I'm not going to hold a grudge for you for telling Doctore about Barca, you mm-hmm. know? And she says, you know, I didn't tell him anything. He asked me, I didn't tell him. But, she, you know, he says, oh, we're not going to, we're not going to think about it. We're going <laughs> to think about all those sexual thoughts that we're going to, that yeah, we're having yeah. or something like that. Um, And I think at this point, we know that he's specific, like he, everything about Asher's character is he just fucking hates Crixus. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, oh, my gosh. Like, this was all just long-term planned. So he's now finally getting to do the thing that will hurt Crixus the most. Yeah. And again, this is justified, too, because Crixus ruined a large chunk of Asher's life by taking out his leg. He yep. he had a bum leg until two episodes ago. You have to assume that was years ago that that incident happened. And Asher's never going to be able to physically best Crixus, but he can certainly play these games and, and mess with And Crixus. it's funny because, again, I've been saying this about Asher this whole podcast episode, but I... Did not guess that he was going to try to bang Navia. I just thought he was going to out them at the right time, you know, mm. and get them in trouble. I wasn't really expect. I mean, I guess we, I wouldn't expect that until he got risen to the, to the, you know, to yeah, where yeah. he was in the villa. But you know, I, well, I, as we find out, he does both. He outs them and gets uh-huh. sex with her. Yep. So he he has his cake and he eats it too. There you go. Yeah, um, the last thing we see there, um, Asher is flicking off the top of Navia's robe, and it falls to the ground. So they're about to get busy. And then it goes to Lucretia, who's talking to Badiatis. And it's like, you know, I've had Navia since she was a child. I raised her in this Ludus. Like, she's been my right hand forever. And I've been keeping her virginity as a gift mm-hmm. for a man of status, not the fucking Asher. It's like Asher is just a scuzzball in their eyes. Ridiculous, man. The fact that she's saying her, her virginity is a gift, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, right. One thing we did miss in the beginning um, scene with Salonius's execution, Alithia actually joins them during Salonius's execution. That's true, and right. says, you know, hey, Glaber is going to be on our way. He's visiting you guys. Finally. Lutus tomorrow. Yeah, it's been a... How many episodes I mean, since we've seen... It, it was at least... Since like it was episode second. two or three, Mark right? of the yeah. Brotherhood, when he gives the... the yeah, the second Sarah's episode. Little... Or the ribbon. Ribbon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been saying at the end of every podcast episode, I'm ready for Glaber to show up, so let's go. You knew it was going to happen. Yeah. You knew it was going to happen. Um, but we do get a quick scene with Spartacus training in the Ludus. Um, he... It's just showing he's getting back into fighting shape. He's yeah. just practicing on the wooden dummy, but yeah. Crixus comes... The sun's not even up yet. I mean, it's just rising, and he can't sleep. All he's thinking about is how Badiatis killed his wife. So he's out there just plotting, plotting, thinking, and just, you know, hacking away at that point. Yeah, and there's some statue. images of Sura going in and out, yeah. flashes. Uh, but Crixus comes in and essentially says, with every win that I get in the arena i'm closer to our fated rematch man like mm-hmm. and spartacus at this point says like i don't i don't care man like get yeah. away from me like this is not my headspace that i'm not in the same headspace as you so i mean he literally says i don't think we'll ever get the chance you'll never get the chance pretty right. much and he's dropping loki oh yeah, yeah. That this is... is like what the hell does that mean yeah but, you know spartacus gets summoned by a guard so mm-hmm. he doesn't right chance to find out and this is the first time we've seen that Badiatis is actually going to have a conversation with Spartacus since Spartacus's revelation. Aha, uh-huh, episode name. <laughs> yeah, revelations, baby. So then, so yeah, Badiatis is getting the getting everything ready for Glaber. He's uh, he yelling such, at slaves. Yeah, saying, yeah, he has such a bitch line. 
He's like yelling at slaves where to put it to go get something. And he's like, oh, I have a house full of slaves and I have to do everything my fucking self. <laughs> he's like, where's the flowers? Go get the flowers. <laughs> God, life can live. Man. Yeah. So, you know, he says that and then he turns around and he says, oh, Spartacus, you've arrived. And he's like, you know, what? Uh, what is what is so pressing that, you know, you you seek audience for the past week? Yeah, and he does apologize, saying that I've had other things going on. You know, I basically what Luke said earlier, he's like, I'm not sandbagging you, yeah. you know. Um, and then Mira's watching him. She's giving him the look because she knows shit might be going down There's right here. There's a little, like, fruit pairing knife yeah. that's on the table, and as him and Badiatis... sees it. Spartacus instantly sees that and knife. Yeah. While him and Badiatis are conversing, he starts inching closer and closer mm-hmm. to this table, and his fingers are, like, drumming on the table, like, kind of, like, just kind of crawling closer to the knife. The mirror <laughs> sees it, and she's like, no, uh, like, don't do it. Don't she's do seen it. it all go down yeah. because she knows what Spartacus is planning, and in a split second, Aurelia walks in, yeah. which Spartacus was not expecting because the last time he talked about Aurelia, he said, all of my winnings are going to fund her, and Badiatis said he was going to match, so he thought that she was completely taken care of. Mm-hmm. And, but now, all of a sudden, she shows up, and she's a slave for Badiatis. Spartacus yes. is like, yeah, what what is she doing here? Badiatis says, you know, she would not accept your winnings or mine. She, if she were to receive the, that gold, um, it would be through fair labor. It's just too bad that she fucking sucks at labor. She sucks at every single one of her jobs. <laughs> yeah, so... Spartacus pretty much gives up his whole plan right there when he sees Aurelia. Uh, and then Badiatis walks over and says, so what, what were you waiting for so long to talk to me about? And he just says, uh, you know, just to check on Aurelia, make, see how she's doing. Right. And then Badiatis picks up the knife and jabs it through a pair and gives the pair to Spartacus. So he's like, we good, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. He is just like, we good, God. Badiatis had no idea that he was like this close yeah. to dying. He was like a second away from being dead. And it's crazy because he, Spartacus only did it because he promised Varro he would look after oh, yeah. his wife. And, and if he kills Badiatis... Aurelia is now a, a slave, yeah. a slave, a slave that will die like all the other slaves. Yeah. yeah, and there's no way he's doing it. I mean, that jumps right into the scene where you know Hector is ex- is a- escorting Spartacus back to the Ludus, and Mir says she wants to talk to him, and he says, "Well, why the hell should I let you talk to him?" And she brings up the, the key again. Hector is such a pusher. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. He's an absolute doormat. His burned ass face. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So she goes. Last night you're ready to kill pretty much every slave so that you could kill Badiatis, and now. You're changing this because of Aurelia. Uh, and I think she just guesses that, right? Does he say it? Or does she... Well, she knows... She I saw mean... the whole scene unfold and said, "What? what's so special about this one slave? Right yeah. when you saw her, I could tell you backed away from the knife and were completely thrown off. What's the deal with that? Yeah, and, and she's pretty, like, pretty much saying, like, so you won't do anything for me, but Aurelia, you know... And then she says, you know... He says, I'm not putting her at risk, you know... And then, he, and then she tells him... You know, you put her at risk when you killed Vara, which is not fair. Yeah. But and then she storms off. That was a bitch move. <laughs> yeah, I just really I don't know how you guys let me ask first, what do you think about Aurelia before I just start saying my opinion? At this moment at this moment, what is Aurelia's character to you? I think she's always sucked and I don't <laughs> like her as a character. I don't I mean, to me she's just Vara's wife who, you know, I don't think we saw enough of her, you know. I just I, I was shocked to see her as a slave. 
I don't think that she should at all have said that she's not accepting the gold because she knows Spartacus was on their side. He went and sent Mir to get her. You know, if she knows the story, I don't know if she does. She didn't give Spartacus a chance to tell it. But how, what else does she think was going to happen if he's ordered to kill Varro? She, I mean, I get it she's upset that Varro's dead, but Spartacus obviously was his boy, and he wasn't purposely killing him. All of Varro's story arc and character development revolved around his wife and kid, which was Aurelia, and I, I don't know, like, Spartacus's character arc revolves around Sura, and she was a cool wife, and Aurelia is not a cool wife. She's, like, annoying. I don't know. <laughs> I, I hate to say it. Like, when she's on the screen, I'm like, this is a... I can't no, 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 root that's, for her. That's I great. That's exactly kind of the responses I expected, because that's how I remember feeling, but uh -huh. just put a pin in it. Let's see how you guys feel about yeah. her after next episode. Okay. All right, so our next Boy. scene here is we actually start getting back to the to Glaber coming to Capua. Um, I think Alithia kind of... Real quick get, before that. Asher and Crixus, right? Yeah, that's the scene yeah, we right. talked about. Oh, with the the oh, sweet yeah, right, little right. Asher. You know, you know, Asher is you know kind of a bad guy. He's killed a lot of people, but you can't help but like root for him every once in a while. So when he's handing this little trinket over to Crixus, he's like, oh, memento, because I'm going to be uh, leaving you and ascending up to the, like live in the villa. And he's like, what is this? And it's just... The Theocles depiction of Spartacus standing tall, Theocles being chopped in half, and Crixus's limp body just <laughs> like standing there. This that merchants were selling that after the Theocles fight. Dude, this whole entire dialogue, Asher has the biggest smile, little smirk on his face. The entire every single word, he's just like laughing at mm -hmm. basically anything Crixus is saying. Just because he knows what he knows, and we know what he knows. Oh, yeah. And Crixus has no fucking idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Asher's Cloud Nine. Uh, he tells Crixus, you know, I'm moving up to live in the villa because, you know, now I'm Bodyotis's right hand man. Mm -hmm. Crixus goes, the hand that he wipes his ass with. Mm -hmm. You know, Crixus, or Asher. Asher laughs, you know, he's like, you know, one of the many things I'll miss. Turning a phrase, gladiator's turning a phrase. Right. And, and Crixus is pretty much like, you were never a gladiator. Which, um, you know, Asher says to that, uh, you know, even if I wasn't never truly a gladiator, what I am now is all thanks to you. I think it was something like, everything I now possess, I owe to you. Mm -hmm. like Crixus is trying to pull at strings that Asher no longer has. He's right. trying to, you know, belittle him by saying, you're not a gladiator, you never were like a fighter, I don't honor you and asher's like look look at what i am now i i'm like a political figure like i'm, I'm, an, I'm, I'm rich i yeah, have i'm a nor i'm a roman citizen basically. exactly yeah i have esteem like i'm i'm respected in ways you you never could be or will be you're you're a slave gladiator and i'm ascending past you yeah Ash, yeah. asher is asher's my boy this as is I, victory <laughs> lap man yeah. taking the victory lap. Oh, asher's gonna fucking die <laughs> yeah, I, like i know it's gonna happen i'm getting that feeling as, soon as but, you love someone if it's not spark uh, is they're dead okay so, so is that the last part of yes that now scene? Yeah. comes to you know now they're all waiting to, for glabber to come in alithia is coming into house body and basically telling informing body and lucretia like yeah like glabber's here like he's expecting you you to receive him at the gate that's just like you know a, a sign of respect right and then body is like when is he gonna be here and she's like now mm -hmm. and right away he's like well like, we shit get, like yeah. we gotta go right now because you you can probably figure it out, but because, like, you know that big cliff that's that's at the Ludus? Right. Like, they are 
far from the front of the gate of the main city. Like, they're very, they're on top of a mountain. Like, they're distanced from the main population, which is why he can do so much of these, this shysty plotting up here because he's away from people. He's in his own world, essentially. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time, like, that was a slight by Alithia to Badiatis. Oh, yeah. Like, she she purposefully did not give him a heads up to receive Glauber. And I immediately was thinking, what. Alithia is not playing on the team of House Bodyguards, oh, yes. and why is she doing that? I mean, we I, find out a little bit later that I don't think she thinks that Bodyguards has the body anymore. I think she just thinks this is going to be a word of mouth kind of thing. Yeah, he says, I say. We're going to get to that, though. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to the big reveal, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what is what's so, the next scene we Yeah, got? the next thing we see is Alithia. You know, she's still there, and Lucretia says, all right, well, if Bodyguards and Asher are going to see Glaber, you sh- we should go get some food. And Alithia says, no, nah, I'm going to go back to the villa and get my stuff. I'm going back to Rome. And Lucretia's like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? You know, you had a quick stay. I was expecting you to stay. And Alithia says, you know, I'm going back to my husband. I'm going to stay with my husband. Alithia's just nervous because she knows, or Lucretia's nervous because she knows what a what a useful and powerful piece Alithia can be. And she she's kind of gathering that... Alithia is just a wild card, and she no longer has control over that that alliance. They have this like weird, like girly, bitchy relationship where they get pleasure from the other one being put down or slighted. I like, mean, and we talked about that with like Kenya, yeah, and all like all exactly. those friends with with yep. uh, Alithia too. Um, you know, and I think that Lucretia just thought like part of the terms of knowing. Okay, I'm going to keep this secret about like Kenya was you're staying here. You know, she was pretty much saying like, "Oh, I'll take care of you, and you'll be fine." But you're gonna right. stay here with us. So the fact that, oh, you're going back so soon, she's like, "Maybe she does." I don't have you know that grip anymore. Alithia is one hundred percent underestimating Lucretia, and, <laughs> and you know, after she says that, and she says, "You know, my stay may have been short, but the memories of our friendship I'll always have forever." And then they do that little kiss yeah. where it's like the Alithia. Sound just- yeah, <laughs> Paul it's, loves talking about the kiss on the lips, dude. It, it's just so weird because like whoever is like giving the kiss almost every time is saying like like I got you, yeah. like like I like I pulled a fast one over you. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's like so, a slight, it's a but it's, yeah, right. Kiss. Yeah, it's weird. And I will just put this out there because this, like I've been saying, like this is like my fifth time watching this season. And do yourself a favor after your first watch through, when you're watching it for a second time, pay attention to how good the writers of the show are at using motifs. Like we, you guys talked about it on the episode I wasn't on with Asher with the snakes every time he's like in the room. Like, yeah, they're so good. Alithia has like a specific one. Like the sound, like the sounds team of the Spartacus is just really, really good. Hans is the experience. You guys always ask us how we're liking it the first time around. How is the rewatch for you guys? Better, worse than you like remember it the first time? Like does it still hold up for you? This is my fourth time watching it <laughs> and it's still like just phenomenal. Yep. Yeah, I mean I I've seen it four or five times and I will just say like episode five this episode and then the next episode are three of my favorite episodes of te- television ever. And like I'll watch uh, it can never I'll never get bored of them. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, next enjoy- episode, we're enjoying though. the hell out of it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 I can say that. Uh, so the next scene that we have is back at the Ludus, and there's an exchange between Agron and Spartacus, where Agron, after being told that they were he was going to be separated from his brother for the next games and going forward, Agron is 
asking Spartacus to put in a good word for him with Badiatis and says, hey, you're you're the champion of Capua. You have some pool here. Can you just, you know, ask him to keep me and my brother together? I fear that Duro won't be able to survive on his own in the arena. And Spartacus just says, dude, that's that's not my place, man. I'm honestly i think he's taking what uh doctor told him to heart you know doctor said you forget your place you're a slave and he's starting to realize yeah he can't he doesn't have that pool also he ain't gonna be around much yeah, longer I mean, yeah, he, yeah. he knows things yeah. are gonna blow up sparkus <laughs> doesn't want any more close conversation with body until the right time because right. <laughs> he might blow and, and just freaking kill him at any moment <laughs> Uh, yeah, and he has him and Aurelia, like, yeah, they have look little... at each other, and Aurelia, like, scuttles away. I don't know. Aurelia is such a jag. You want to talk about, uh, I thought you were going to say something mean. I like scumbag, and if you want to talk about scumbag, that's the next scene. There you go. With oh, he's back, baby. Glaver finally Ugh. coming in, and, like, he has a slow-mo trot with an always pissed-off-looking face. Um, he's going through the town, and you know the people are cheering. They're like, "Yay, the Legatus is here!" The Legatus. That's like a that's like a celebrity, yeah. Essentially, to the people in the Ro- ancient world, like you're seeing one of the hot, hot, quote unquote, higher ups in the Roman army, and mm. so like this is just like a huge deal for them. <laughs> and Badiata sees him. He greets him, and he's like, "Hey, like, welcome! Like, it's an honor to have uh, your presence." And Claver is, of course, like, yeah, it would have been great if I got met at the gate instead of Immediately a dickhead. Like, literally, (laughs) immediately. Such a dickhead. And he's like, oh, like, I'm sorry. I just tried. I got here. He's like, whatever. Like, go home. I have other business I need to attend to first, and I'll come visit you later. He immediately starts pointing out that there's been an uptick in lawlessness, and he says, what's been going on in Capua? Like, under your watch, Badiatis, the magistrate got killed, Ovidius and his entire family were slaughtered. The cousin of Crassus. Exactly, yeah. Missing. And he's kind of pinning that on Badiatis, because I guess Badiatis is one of the main figures left remaining in Capua. Um, So, yeah, Glauber is not reciprocating body odysseys kindness you know he is not about this this relationship yeah and, and craig parker man the guy who plays glabber he's just so good at, at being a dick <laughs> yeah i uh, mean my god some yeah. actors just have that role down to a t and he's one of them he is so such a good character to root against like, i mean get- honestly i don't know i mean i'm not gonna say like oh all time right now but like of all time. <laughs> like, he's one of the guys that, yeah. like, literally, I'm just like, I want him dead now. Yes, like, yes, I can't yes. even imagine his face with, like, a happy smile. Like, it just doesn't, I can't picture it. God, I hope, like, his actor is one of those actors that's, like, 5'6 in real life, you know, like, super <laughs> short. We need to do a podcast at one point about our, like, guys, characters we hate the most. Yeah. He's definitely up he's there. In that, yeah. he's in that category. He's, he's right below, like, the Joffrey tier, Yeah, he's say. Yeah, Joffrey exactly. Joffrey Ramsey, Ramsey tier, like, right below them is, like, Body Odyssey. Yeah. Like, well, maybe not even Body Odyssey. Joffrey, like, Ramsey, giant chicken from Family Guy. <laughs> uh, but wait, I have a quick question. Did we... Did, does Body Odyssey find out about Lucretia's pregnancy in this episode? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that... that happens before Glaber gets there because once Glaber gets there it's oh, just it's a while chain. he's gone yeah it's yeah. while he's gone yeah yes, get it. yes yes because so now... every time he lo- he leaves Crixus is coming you know she can see summons right. Crixus yes exactly so now we finally get that a little bit before where we where we're just talking about that's where we do see that body Odyssey is like he sees Lucretia in bed like sweating with all these people all these slaves around tending to her and he's just like finds out that she's pregnant and 
things change, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, so right. one quick thing as, you know, Crixus is getting um, summoned. So Crixus is being summoned by Lucretia to bang, and Navia is bringing uh, him there, and she's really standoffish, and Crixus is saying, you know, what's going on? Like, why aren't you the same? Why aren't you talking to me? And she says, Dominus has given me to another. And she won't say who, but she all she says right. is that, and, you know, turns away. She, she can't even look at Crixus anymore. Yeah, pretty much saying, like, we're living in a dream, and it's over. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and then that's when, like, they start, they're about to bang, or they're basically well, starting Crixus to bang. Well, Crixus is like, it's they're, like, literally talking, and they're walking up to Lucretia in the middle of Crixus being like, what the hell's going on here? All like flustered, and then Navia walks out, and Lucretia's like, "Let go!" And he's kind of all like, "Uh!" And then she kind, and then that's when she, you know, I didn't know. I thought for a second, this is this is back to Game of Thrones, man. For a second, when Alithia kissed Lucretia, I was like, "She poisoned something!" Oh my like God, she, cause that's I didn't catch. She I, literally like was like, "I thought oh. that too." Like, she's like falling I over. I didn't know what it, I didn't expect to be like. I'm pregnant. Okay, but the reason that. The, the trail there that that would have said she was pregnant now we can finally look back at last episode when she was when she fainted and they right. thought it was like the heater water it was obviously due to the pregnancy right. so right um so navia comes in takes her away they find out is it this scene they find out that it's it's a pregnancy yeah, I mean, when Badiata shows up, she's in bed, and she just said, "You're gonna, we're, you're gonna, we're gonna, you're gonna be a father." I think it's right before right. Lithia walks in, right, and said, like before. So Glaber still hasn't been met in the city yet at oh, this no. point. No, no, he has. He has. Right after Glaber says to Badiatis, "Go home to your villa. I will show up when I, I show ha- up." Yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah, I gotta go talk to somebody else. And Badiatis says, "Well, when do I expect you?" And he goes, "When I show up." Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I got. So, Body so Otis my, is going home. And so he goes off home, and that's when he sees Lucretia in bed. And he's all yes. freaked out, thinking something's well, wrong. He was. He comes in like in a rage. Him and Asher return <laughs> to the villa, and he's ready to like vent to Lucretia about how pissed he is that Glauber was like talking down to him. And then he sees her in bed, immediately forgets us what's wrong. Find out that she's with child. He's going to be a father, and says wine for everybody. So mm-hmm. yeah, he he's very excited that. All right, right now I'm pregnant. putting you to it. Is it Crixus or Spartacus's kid? Oh, it's Crixus, dude. What well, it's think? not Spartacus's kid. I mean, sorry, Crixus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would that be wild. I, I let that, that one slide. I didn't yeah. even notice. Yeah, sorry, oh, Crixus or Body Otis? Ah, Crixus to me, man. I mean, Body Otis to me. You think so? Yeah. I mean, we're not going to. Well, yeah, move back on. then. It's just, yeah, no DNA it. test. We're, you know, don't just worry about it. What you're if he comes yeah. out with a six pack, though. <laughs> if he comes out with a receding <laughs> hairline, it's Body Otis. He comes out flexing, like, uh-huh. he's like, where's my sword and shield? <laughs> it's a little baby, yeah. Um, okay, so now we're going to take us back to Glabber. The, okay, so th- let me just say that this next 20 minutes of, like, I think it's like maybe four or five scenes is. Complete money shot after money shot. It mm-hmm. is just pure entertainment. We get the the culmination of so many different plot points. So I think the first one we get into is right away we see Glaber talking. Somehow, uh, I think Alithia is the one that brings up Spartacus almost instantly when he's walking into the into House Badiatis. And so, well, first we're we had we're back at the villa, right? Don't they have a, their their own talk there first? Uh, yeah, and then isn't that when I- Alithia says like? The Spartacus thing, yeah, and and then he, and then she's also saying, um, what else is she saying with him? Something about, oh, pretty much saying like he asks her like, you know, why are we dealing with these people? What did you tell them? You know, because she pretty much says something like, 
you know, I was waiting for you because they're talking about like Kenny again. And... Well, Glauber's obviously noticing that Badiatis was there to receive him and was asking him a lot yeah. of questions like, hey, come to my villa. So he's like, what What did you tell these people? Something like, like what... he was like his eyes were filled with expectation or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, Glauber's saying, you know, like, what does what's the deal with like Kenny's disappearance? Like, how is this not figured out? Where the hell is she? And then Alithia is doing the whole like, oh, you know, she, uh, you know, she. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Yeah, we're on a roll. We, we <laughs> got a guy Luke puking over here. <laughs> Let's roll with it. I'm good with that. I'm we good with see. that. No, no. I was like, I swallowed water. <laughs> I mean, right. No, wait. We're oh. still going. <laughs> we could just keep going. No, I'm good with that. We'll, we'll edit it out. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Go ahead. Okay, so. Luke just died real quick. <laughs> Yeah, so, so, so after she, that, she she moves the Glauber brings up Lycania's disappearance, yeah. and Alithia completely moves this conversation away from that and says, "I'm worried about how close we've been recently. You've been away for so mm. long. I I long to see my husband. Uh, was there anything else they covered before they start to oh, have sex? Only that, like uh, Alithia <laughs> says, you know, uh, Lycania, you know, was the rumors are that she was meeting with someone for sexual encounters, and I waited for you, you know." That, right. that was her deal. Right, 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 right. And she then she she card. asks, and then she does ask Glaber. She says, you know, can you humor them? But meeting Bodyatus and Lucretia, you know, and then right. she you know gets naked. And that'll do it. Yeah. So that takes us back to Bodyatus's villa, and really, uh, we actually forgot to mention uh, earlier when Glaber first, uh, or when they're preparing for Glaber's visit, Aurelia brought a platter to the wrong table. Yeah, and Badiatis she's screwing up her. left and right. This time, she dropped a vase of wine, to which Mira, another slave, talks shit on her mm. and says, "Get your act together! My <laughs> God, you're awful. Aurelia sucks. I want to change my opinion. Of yeah, her. Just there you a go. Thumbs down. There you go. <laughs> you're leading me." to believe she's gonna do something cool beans but you know for right now she sucks she stank i don't know um and right as you know she's getting a new uh cask of wine um spartacus shows up behind the bars and asks just to speak with her for a little bit and he's telling her you know you have to like take the money you know why are you here here. you know and she says i'm not taking she actually gets pissed too she's like i'm not taking the fucking money or something like that Mm -hmm. uh and he asks like where's the son and she says uh with my brother and he says yeah but not with his mother um and then she says what when oh she tells about the unborn child and he says what about your child and she says it wasn't vero so pretty much she removed it from From her her concerns concerns. yes is what she says yeah but basically, yeah, Spartacus was just saying, like, I mean, you know, shit's I about you... to go down. You got to get the hell out of here. Yeah, I mean, Aurelia, she's... I mean, she's, t- okay. I mean, I'm just going to say she's the victim right here. I mean, she's, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying that I love her character or anything, but she's been dealing with some shit, you know? Oh, yeah. I okay, mean... but Spartacus is also, like, take the money, girl. Like, oh, no, what, no, what, no. What, what are you Trust doing me. being prideful here? Trust like, me. I agree. What would Spart- it, how prideful only... can you be? To not well, to she's being petty be so unfairly because she doesn't know the context. Uh, Spartacus says please just take the money like you he told me he wants you to be provided for to which she says bring back my husband and hmm. then i'll be provided for he's like this is all i can do is financially like make sure you're secure just take it and run like, no i mean i definitely agree with that i do I, I don't know that's i don't like her resilience to accepting the money it's it's just dumb all right let's get to this montage of powerful oh, so scenes lauber yeah. arrives at the at house body villa yeah um, and he says like with, hey with new digs there. new digs i like like the decoration 
Like you guys have obviously like come into money since I was I think last. It's year. the only nice thing he says in the entire series. <laughs> oh yeah, and Honestly, he still says it in a dick way. He's like, this place isn't shitty anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he does. Honestly, it's I not I noticed, as shitty as I remember it. <laughs> I noticed that like Badiatis is living in the peak of luxury because he has one slave designated just to be like very slowly batting yeah. a large yeah. feather up and down. I noticed him at the arena. Behind them, just batting the yeah, thing, yeah. fanning them down. Yeah. It's hot over there, man. Yeah, it is. He probably hears some shit, too, if he's just always just batting that fan in front of very powerful people. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Navy has heard everything. That's true. Oh, yeah. You know? So, uh, Glaber finally asked Badiatis, what is so, what do you want to talk about that's so important that, you know, you want it to summon me? Yeah, why do you want my support, pretty much? And then he tells him, you know, I have ideas of political office like the senate but like not at first like i'll start out something lower um and Glaber, reasonable reasonable yeah right. <laughs> he's been doing a lot for a lot of the roman higher-ups you know mm-hmm. and yeah. glaber says like why should i support you whose support do you have and he says magistrate glavius hmm. fortunately he's you know dead so he has nobody else to rep for him so he that i think was... body even says like his son will vouch for me yeah he's like numerius will you know Another and then, great scene, we were laughing at it. He said, like, before the scoundrel Salonius silenced his tongue for good. <laughs> Canyon, said, the man's dead. <laughs> first off, he says, like, before he died, he was pre he supported me, which he didn't. He right. wholeheartedly was anti body right. coming to power. It was just such a body artist scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So scoundrel good. Salonius. And I love that he's still taking shots at yeah. Salonius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do they talk about Salonius or the magistrate when Alithia is like he always stared with his teeth? I oh, that's Salonius. Salonius, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. he kind of does, he actually. Does. Oh, yeah. he, he absolutely does. does. So Alithia is just he's steering like... this conversation. <laughs> exactly where she wants it to go. She goes, Salonius, you know, he always stared with his teeth, like, menacingly and looked ugly. You know, too bad he never had, like, a gladiator as good as Spartacus. Right. Something along those lines. Brink to Spartacus. As soon as she says Spartacus's name, Glaber's face just drops. Like and the he, he says, the yeah, he says to Badiatis, what does it say about you that your best gladiator was my worst soldier. Mm-hmm. To which Badiatis replies, It means I'm the best fucking Lanista in all of Rome. <laughs> Good Badiatis. answer. Good Badiatis answer. is in cloud nine right now. Yep. He's he's just, he thinks he's on top of the world. He's just got to lock down this patronage from Glauber, and then the floodgates are going to open for him. Yeah, so he says, you know, I took this disobedient Thracian dog and made him the best gladiator of all time into a legend. So yeah. Glaber at that point says, you know, Let's let let me it. yeah, let me see he how says, much of a legend. Where is well, he? Well he says, bring Spartacus up, we'll prove the legend, but also bring up all your gladiators. Mm-hmm. So all the gladiators from the Ludus are gonna be brought up to the villa in chains. And just quick, to watch. Wh- yeah, quick question. Why did he what was the point of that? He wanted to humiliate Well, Spartacus. we don't know. Yeah, so, okay. I mean, yeah. Okay, that's actually probably right. right. Yeah, he because he was assuming that this was going to be a death sentence for Spartacus. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I, I'm going to say that this might be my favorite scene in the whole series. I, I was oh, saying upstairs. Like season, I guess. <laughs> this, season, this rivals season like the Theocles fight. The whole this, scene, right? This yeah. fight sequence yeah, yeah, rivals yeah. the Theocles fight sequence, I would say. Dude, it's... I did not remember how much I loved this scene until mm. this rewatch again, and holy shit. All right, so let's get into it. So... So, so Glaber, you know, he is saying, like, all right, we're going to put your man to the test. Let me call one of my soldiers. And Badiatis mm-hmm. right away says, well, this isn't going to be fair. Like, he's got practice swords. Your men have 
blades and shields and armor yeah all of this <laughs> stuff and then that's when glabber comes back and says like you open this door body Otis. Yeah. we're going all the way through yeah he mm. says like, like, we're giving him a chance him a chance to... to prove his legend yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. spark is his face dude slate man doesn't change <laughs> the eye contact yeah. this whole scene is amazing it's so perfect so by good. andy whitfield oh god damn first guy first soldier steps up guy with the scar across his left eye Spartacus handles him in like three moves or mm-hmm. something like that, like without a problem. And then eye contact. Eye contact with Glaber. And then Glaber calls two more guys in. Um, and then at that point, the, one of those two guys slaps the sword, one of his swords out of his hand. Right, so now he's fighting yeah. with one sword. Which, fun fact, which we never talked about, throughout the entire series, whenever Spartacus fights with two swords... Whenever he gets one knocked out of his hand or he drops one, he never picks it up again. Oh, really? Yeah, so watch. he, ne- I mean, because there's time for him to do it. Yo, so, there's yeah, there's plenty of time. <laughs> like, yeah, like literally. So the two, one of the two soldiers knocks a sword out of his hands, but it doesn't matter. Spartacus still wipes the floor with them. Eye contact. Oh, Eye yeah. contact yep. again. You know, he, Andy Whitfield, Spartacus is standing with his shoulders back, Man. just in the same spot in the same like he's Re- resetting. He's like, I'm yeah. right, whatever. Repositioning. Stone himself. cold. And at that point, Glaber calls the rest of his men in, right? So there's going to be there's four. Yeah, and that's lines. when I jump the gun. That's when he says the line where he says, "Body Otis, you open this door. Like we're going yeah. through this." And then he says, "Like all oh, whatever." Does he say men or what does he say? Uh, something like that. Yeah. He just waves his hand yeah, or something yeah. like they that. Know. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Being Legatus would be cool. Um, so then they go at it, and Spartacus, you know, with one practice sword now because he didn't pick up the other one for some other reason. And is it during this fight, or is it the fight before where it breaks his last one? And he's it's only working with the handle. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. So he has one sword still when all of them get called. He takes on two of the guards, if I remember correctly, and then his second, his last sword is split, and it looks like he's being handled by guards number three and right. four. Yeah, at one point he got sliced in the back and fell yeah. to his knee. He got kicked into realistic. the water, you know? right, too. Right. So well, he, and he, yeah, he got sliced, fell to his knee, and the other soldier was coming up, soldier number three, we'll call him, was coming up with a big swing. Mm-hmm. Spartacus deflects it, but it breaks his sword. But the soldier ends up swiping soldier number four and putting him right. out of the contest. Yeah, which was dope. Yeah. That was yeah. such that a was. cool block. But he then, after Spartacus's sword splits, he kicks Spartacus into the water, to which we then get a shot of Glauber smirking. Yeah. <laughs> Alithia. Here, right? and then, oh Alithia gosh, smirking, great, loving it. Great scene. We have like Spartacus rising from the water, like spitting out the water, just eyeing up Glauber. Eye like, contact. He says, Glauber, yeah. you're going to watch every second of me kick your man's ass. And he, boy, if he doesn't do exactly that, he takes the hilt of his sword and just like... He crushes... I think there's two up at this time still, right? Yeah. So yeah. he just fucks up the first one with the hilt to the face, yep. right? Smashing him. Yep. And then this is the best part is like... Coincidentally, this last guy is laying right in between him and Gla- Spartacus and Glabber, and he yep. just looks Glabber in the face and just starts pounding this mm. dude, this last guard's face. Yeah, and then, and then <laughs> stands up, eye contact. There it is. There it is. Yep. 
It's so good. Too good. Body Otta stands up. He goes, the legend is true. The legend is proven. He can't be touched. They hit that little, you know, the guitar riff they do. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, so I, I like how they use rock music I'm in this. I'm telling you, man. The music, it's only is, in the the music, moments. the sounding, the motif is so good in Spartacus. But um, one of the best scenes in the show. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. really do think Absolutely. it was the best. Yeah. So when Badiata says the legend is proven, uh, uh, Glauber responds, you know, this Thracian dog is still a wild beast, but it seems you have tamed him. I wonder if I would garner the same respect from yeah. Spartacus that you do if my patronage is secured. And Badiatis tells him he would be yours to command along with all of my gladiators. Glauber looks at Spartacus and makes him kneel for him. And there's a little bit of a pause. Uh, Jay Spang, take me through what you were thinking, because there's like 10 seconds where you don't know what Spartacus is going to do. Glauber's asking him to kneel for him. Yeah. What, did I, you, what were you thinking? I was actually like, I know that Spartacus now has a plan pretty much, and he wants to... Right. Some ha well, I don't know if he necessarily has a specific plan, but he knows what his end game is going to be. And I would say it's first Badiatis, then Glaber. Okay. Do you think so? I was just going to ask. Like, I yeah. never thought about like who is higher on his yeah, hit list. I, yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy. But I would say that that Badiatis actually killed Sura, but. But it was only Sir was only because, in that position no, I, because of Glaber. Yeah, I it's think tough. We, we had this conversation. So what like, I want to say is probably that. Spartacus had no weapons. I guess he could have grabbed the guard's sword or something, but the, the, he probably doesn't think he can kill both of them right there. So I was, but I, I mean that death stare and that those ten oh, seconds, man, you, Jesus, <laughs> you know. And then he took the knee. I, I was expecting him to listen just because I think that that's the his plan, but. Yeah, he's not going to throw away attention I, 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 that. I think he knows he's got a plan, and he's sticking yeah. to it. So I, I was he, happy to see him, Neil. He, well, it's crazy because he was, like, pausing. He was hesitating. He he didn't know if he was going to kneel or not. It's They're zooming in on everybody's faces, and all of a sudden it shows Spartacus look at Aurelia. Right. As soon as he sees Aurelia, you know, he kneels, and he goes, right. Legatus yeah. takes the knee. Right. So he did show he was submissive. I forgot to say one more thing that I really loved about the fight scene was they did the classic thing. I don't know if you two, the uh, Jimmy and Brian, have picked up on it yet, but I know you'll you'll recognize what I'm about to say is I love whenever there's like a fight scene and it's always Spartacus that does it when he's like going for a killing blow on like a not the final villain. He go the his scream. They play it twice where he's like ah. ah. <laughs> Andy, so awesome, man. Andy Whitfield's scream. Just like his lunging scream, like swiping with a sword scream, is so good Dude. every single time. The only thing that could the only thing that could have made this scene better is someone had a shield and he jumped off the shield. Oh <laughs> could you imagine? Oh, yeah. Back in Theocles, Crixus yeah. is like he needs his yeah. finishing move, dude. Yeah. All right, so. So, that, so so back to so the last thing we said was Spartacus is kneeling now. Right? right. Still the same scene. We're in the villa, and it turns to Asher, uh, who kind of, oh. you know, sulks on over to Navia. Not sulks, no. He's very happy to be doing yeah, this. He kind of sees his He sees his chance. His yeah. chance. He yeah. sees Crixus look at Navia. Because, because this yeah, was not all... the original planet, and it couldn't have been, because there's no way Asher would have known Crixus was going to be in the room for this. Yeah, I just think I just think that he was trying to do like the little, you know. Yeah, yeah. What I'm doing here? Yeah, yeah, it worked out perfectly because he got an opportunity where Crixus was shackled and Navia was there and everybody was there. It mm -hmm. was a very important moment for House Badiatis. And if he could evoke 
this reaction out of Crixus. Well, Glauber is there, and all all everything's on the line for Badiatis, which and you know he starts like playing with Navia's hair and doing all that and being a creep, kissing her neck, and you see and her Crixus. face like over to Crixus. Shout out uh, to Navia's actor because yeah. like that like tear that drips yeah. down her face, like yeah. that was a good acting yeah. scene. She was terrified. Mm-hmm. She yeah. looked absolutely terrified. She's she's low key one of the better actors in this season. Too, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yep. And then Crixus. When goes he nuts. realizes that this is the man that Navio was given to, he can't handle that. So he starts freaking yeah. out, immediately charges him, kicks his ass, like makes his nose bleed, but he gets held, picked up and held back by Spartacus and Doctor. Interesting that Spartacus is one of the ones holding him back. Yeah, too. I thought that you too. Know. You know. Yeah. And the, it's just like at that moment, he Crixus felt the entire weight of Asher's conversation with him. Oh, it was yeah. just like, holy shit. Like, I didn't, I knew nothing. I knew nothing. <laughs> and it's like, God damn it. You, you know, know, and obviously, if you're a thinking man, you know that like doing that is going to ruin everything for him and her. But I would do the same thing. If I yeah. saw that happen, I'd yeah. be going nuts, dude. Like, the, you know, like at that point, you're just like, your past slave relationship. Yeah. This is just like a personal, like, this yeah. is everything that Crix's personality is attached to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, Badiatis he says, "What the hell is going on?" And Asher, great response. He had it planned out first. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're gonna cue that I, up for I me? Too? <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, so Glauber comes over and comments on the wild state. Gladiators running crazy. So this does not look good for Badiatis in the eyes of Glauber. Um, but Asher essentially says that uh, I was you know, playing with my gift that you, Badiatis, gave to me, and Crixus saw yeah. me and just absolutely went berserk. I don't know why. And he but could tell. I, have an, I, I could tell when I was, you know, had sex with her for the first time that her virginity was not there. Like, there, she had experienced someone else's manhood before. Now I know whose it was. And these are just like glasses shattering for Lucretia, yes, for yes. Navio, <laughs> for Crixus, for Badiatis, for Glauber. We're all just like, everything is just being laid out on the table. I mean, even Alithia gives like a face like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, Alithia was it. Loves no, it. Oh, yeah. Just, well, that's what I'm she saying. She just looks yeah. for chaos. Yeah. There was <laughs> like, yeah, drama, sex in the city for the girls, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. they were loving this. She was loving it. She was smirking love and heavy checking that. That's a great point. And then the next scene we see is Lucretia bringing Navia to her quarters. Uh, and I have a question before him. we talk about that scene. What happened? Like, that just happened, and then right away, isn't isn't Lucretia in the next scene? Yeah, and she Navia's, walks back. Like, that just, like, seamlessly happened while Glaber was in the other room. So, Badiatis, I don't know. Yeah, maybe Badiatis was talking to um glabber about something yeah. um you know crixus was being taken down so that was another thing going on but yeah i was thought Luke, it was weird don't yeah it was. I was like well, that, i actually didn't notice i thought that, there was yeah. like a day or something gap like she just said bitch get in the other room and started beating the crap yeah. out oh, of yeah. her slapping oh her. she was just working on pure Which, emotions there. i guess it's still from an outside perspective of everybody in the ludus is a reasonable response you beat the shit out of your slave but body himself crixus navia they all and lucretia herself know that the reason she's doing this, because we find out later, Badiatis knew, like, this was all Crixus, her, her jumping in between their relationship. Right. You know? Which right. Lucy Lawless, Lucretia's actress, incredible job in this scene. She has so much hatred and anger in her eyes looking at Navia. I mean, she's telling her, like, you alone, Navia, knew about my love 
for Crixus, mm-hmm. and you alone betrayed me and decided to, you know, make him your own. And, you know, she slaps him, or she slaps her, and then Navia slaps back with a, Crixus never loved you. <laughs> he, he only did as he was told, like, never had any feelings towards you. And I you. think now that Lucretia has the context, she that hits home because she knows that there's truth to that because yes. Crixus does not I, I feel like Lucretia is trying to play like this kind of goddess complex with her playing around with Crixus she always has these elegant robes on and mm-hmm. you know he's just the slave coming to her quarters but you know Crixus obviously acts very different around uh, Lucretia than he does interacting with Navia oh, and 100%. we've said it pretty much every single episode like she for sure thinks she's doing him a favor. Like you get to fuck me. Like yeah. congrats. You know you're Definitely. not really getting laid unless you're. Yeah. Like right. You know. Yeah, and I, and I mean, she she then tells Mira go get me a knife. Well, now right before that, um, when Lucretia slaps Navia, something drops. Navia scoops it. Oh up, yes. And yeah. Lucretia's going. What is that? What is that? Give it to me. Give it to me. Significant. And then she sees it's the key to the cell, yes, the gladiator 100%. cell. And why was it, it just casually just on her She's, hand? She, she always has it, it on it, her. Yeah, I don't know if it was well, in her hand or if it was in her clothes, but she always yeah. has it. To, it's always on her purse. And yeah, it dropped. Yeah. She tried to scoop it up, and Lucretia saw, was like, give me that, what is it? And then she was like, you stole the key so you could go lie with Crixus this entire time. Everything's just coming together, and yeah. I love it. Like, she, everything's, the stars are starting she to She starts line. strangling Navia. I didn't, I wasn't expecting Navia to live through this scene. Exactly. Yeah, I, thought, I thought she well, I mean, was going to yeah, die. I agree. Knife, you were just like, okay, she's fucking dead. I did not think she was living. Yeah. And so you, did, did they go to get the knife? It, to cut her hair? Her yeah, 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 like, that's gotcha. what we find yeah. out. Yeah. But yeah, Probably cut somewhere else. Cut and here I, or there, but yeah, I think I, this is a good opportunity to say, since Kyle's not here to say it, Crixus gets pussy. <laughs> he really <laughs> does. Crixus gets pussy. Yeah, Paul dropped that line earlier. Yeah. Oh, did you? <laughs> I slipped bad. it in My there bad. somewhere. Okay. Oh, good. Well, we can double down That's on that. pretty much the end of that part. Now we transition back to Badiatis, correct? Yeah. Yes. Blabber's storming out, and he's saying- well, This fucking scene. Yeah, yeah my God. God. <laughs> Talk about combat with words. Yeah, is storming out. He's like, you guys, you have slaves running wild. Like, why would I ever give patronage to you? Like, I'm not doing it. Um, you know, and Lucretia says, like, the body is saying, you know, the Crixus will be punished. Like, my slaves will, like, learn their place. Lucretia comes in. She returns to the group and says, mm-hmm. you know, he's not lying. Like, I'm making sure that, like. Navy is punished. Crixus is punished. All right. That. Yeah. Exactly. To Glaber still says, whatever, I don't care, I'm he, leaving. He turns around to leave, starts healing out the door, and Badiatis just loses it. He says, do not turn from me, like, and Glaber turns around God. and says, you, Dude, forget, you forget your place. That line, when he just explodes, do not turn their fucking back to me. Yeah. He first says, time, so good. First time was, ever raising his voice to Glauber. Glauber, yes. It was oh, a yeah. fantastic scene, because Glauber turns around and says, you forget your place, to which Badiatis responds, no, I'm securing my place. <laughs> oh, yeah. He looks around, says, everybody get the fuck out. We're yeah. talking about this now. We're having it out. We want to do this let's do this and this is where we get the little inkling that alithia's like oh god like this is gonna fall back on me she's like we're kind of over let's get out of here too much time (laughs) so body out of sense asher he says go get my gift for glabber glabber's like says, I can't imagine any gift would change how I feel. And body out is saying like oh like just you wait like you'll see it'll change how you feel. 
So Ash and returns with the box. Brings out this little little jewelry box or something, opens it up to see just a like a zombie hand, just a very old hand. Well, I think she even I think he even prefaces it with saying talking about Alithia, right? I mean not Alithia, um Lakinia, right? Yeah. And then doesn't he prove it with the hand or he am says, I am I just... he says like the magistrate's cousin or something like that, and then as soon as Glaber sees the hand, he's like, Oh my god, you killed Lycania. To which Badiata says, no, I didn't. Your wife did. <laughs> yep. And uh, Alithia is still trying to, like, weasel her way out. And she, it, it essentially comes down to, Glauber, you cannot believe that I'm capable of doing this. And his response is just a slap. Yeah, because he, he looks knows at her, damn well that she's capable of that. Looks in her eyes for, like, three, five seconds and knows immediately. And just winds up and gives her a and slap. they yeah. quickly... Uh, show the camera to Lucretia's face and she is just wet as can be. She <laughs> loves that. Loves it. She was like, finally, yep. I get to see this. You yep. know? Yeah, and I mean, I guess like this whole complex now is, you know, um, Badiatis has now this leverage over Glaber, but he doesn't want to piss him off too much. I was actually like wondering if they were going to say like, and she bangs Spartacus or something. <laughs> like, Oh, well, I but never thought that. If that would have happened though, he might have it could be like Glaber just loses shit, and it's like you know yeah. because he still needs Glaber to kind of understand the deal. You don't want to enrage yeah. him like too much. They're playing the like any card for now, definitely, and he just says, you know, for now we do have the body, but it could very easily turn up in your villa in your backyard. And Glaber knows he's been. He I mean, he's him- he's pulling what Lucretia pulled on Alithia, pretty much to Glaber now because Glaber, no matter what, if it's Alithia, they're connected. You know, right. so he's just trying to have leverage. I mean, he still talked to him the way he talked to him and still gives him a little <laughs> ownage. Uh, I, I do want to remind you guys, too, because it's been so long since we've seen Glaber early in the season when it's getting established, like, who he is in the Roman army and, like, what his relationship with Alithia means. And it's important to know that Alithia's dad is still higher up in the Roman right. um, ranks than, than Glaber himself. So, like, Glaber... The idea of like getting divorced or like splitting from Alithia isn't isn't really an option for him because while he might hate her and he's setting her she's setting him back if if they split he loses all the favor of like a really powerful Roman figure. Right. Do you know so, what his status is? The, uh, is it senator? I think it's senator. Yeah, senator. yeah, yeah. 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 Alithia's dad is the senator. Yeah, so or a senator. So Legatus is pretty high up though. I think well, it's Legatus Praetor. Higher uh, than magistrate. There's a, there's an in between senator well, yeah, and like, Praetor. I think. Praetor, and that's talk yeah. about earlier but um body we actually didn't cover this at all like body one of his bargaining chips is i have you know the gladiators and the roar of the crowd like i can turn them to your favor and then he says to even your desired position of praetor right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. so i think you could just assume like there's a like which makes it even a bigger deal that alithia's dad's a senator and not a praetor like he is so high up in the in the ranks, right? Shout out to John Hanna, man. And I really hope we're not wrong yeah. about the the order of senator For prayer, sure. but it makes sense that senator should be higher. It does, yeah. So Glaber so, slaps Alithia, turns around and says, "Patronage granted. I will leave some of my men here to prevent further embarrassment." And Alithia yeah. staying. Yeah, and she was like, "Take everything else up with Alithia because she'll be staying with you in Capua." Oh, Which man. her face is like, oh shit, no! Tries to run, gets stopped by the guards, and I just, I loved how much pain was on her face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hated Alithia's character so much. Yeah, props to that actress. I'm sorry, I don't know your name. 
phenomenal job because I hated you so much. <laughs> All right, so now we're so now we're back to the Ludus, but Ugh. there's no fighting going on. This is Crixus's penance for acting out in front of Glauber. Um, he's gonna get whipped. He's he's tied to two posts. All the gladiators are there to witness it. Bodyatus Lucretia are on the balcony, and Doctor is going to pre be... that pre that we get. I think Bodyatus walks out and chucks uh, Hector's cut off yes. now, right. cut off head, decapitated <laughs> head into the into the grounds. And um, the reason I bring that up is because for some reason I don't think I even remembered Hector passed the guy that gave the key to Navia. Like, that's what, in my head, that's all I remember. His face was burned, and like, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, gee, he was in like six scenes, well, and I had no idea that he was that much of a, I didn't well, remember that's that. that's funny, because yeah. I remember like, maybe one or two pods ago, I said the guard, and I remember uh, one of you guys said, yeah, I think he deserves a name, yeah. you know, because he, <laughs> well, do, I mean, he does he do, does. like, yeah. What other guard has a name? Exactly. And that line stuck with Hector. me, that specific line is what got me thinking, like, holy shit, I didn't realize, he was like an important part. You well, see his messed up face, a lot. I mean, he's around. He's, yeah, he's important because he's a doormat that the slaves have the fact that he lost his key to hold over him so yeah. they can kind of get away with shit that otherwise guards would have stopped because right. they right, have right, that right. over him. But anyway, so it's Badiatis addressing uh, essentially the Ludus. He goes on this whole speech saying, I've been too kind and generous. Mm. The You know, the Legatus has turned me on that I have to start, you know, keep keeping charge fist. of you guys with an iron fist um and he signals to doctore to come in um he says with, like crixus even though he was a previous champion of capua does not mean he's exempt from punishment right no one's exempt and that's when he throws the the, the decapitated head, yeah. head down even my guards are are going to be on notice going forward <laughs> he signals for doctore to come in uh, to you know, start whipping Crixus, and Doctore whispers as he's passing Crixus and says, "You must embrace the pain. Yeah. It is the only way." God, Doctore, you said this earlier, and it's just a hundred percent right. Doctore can just do no wrong. No, every, every everything about every him is great. Single line he gives is just straight money. It is <laughs> I crave. So likable. He, he's my favorite character in the show. Like yeah, you've said that about Asher and Body Otis like three times. <laughs> I have a couple favorite characters <laughs> in the show. I mean, and he, but he really does like Crixus, man. There's a lot of scenes with him and Crixus where you're you gonna know? get a little taste in the next season. Okay, of one. okay, there. They're the same. They're of the same brood. They both buy into the brotherhood, and they they buy into this whole honor of being a gladiator thing. Um, so, sure. so anyway, the whipping commences. Uh, that's going on, and while that's going on, we turn back to Badiatus, who looks at Lucretia mm. and says, "By the way, I expect your meetings with Crixus to stop." And he presses a little bit further and says for you to think me so dumb that i wouldn't know that this was going on is insulting i let it happen because it meant nothing to me and it gave you pleasure but not anymore that's going to stop today i expect all of your attention to go towards our child i think you just memorized his line <laughs> yeah, yeah that he was did it. that's awesome Table read, man. so good yeah i mean honestly oh Dude, so, how, good. I was so, good. so good. I was so good. I mean, was I was so happy last recording episode that we had when you guys were like, yeah. dude, how does Body Otis not know? I specifically yeah. asked the question. I was yeah. like, how does does he know, guys? Like, I, I, I don't know how he does it. Me and like, Luke are just sitting here dude, like, how, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that he would know. Honestly, if nothing else, because like you said earlier in this episode, um, Doctore is feeding 
anything that Doctore knows, Badiatis, it's assumed that he knows. And Doctore doesn't miss anything that yeah. happens amongst the gladiators. So it, it makes sense, but it was great. I, I liked that they addressed that that kind of plot hole. I but, also want to yeah. reemphasize, like, why, while I did say that Animaeus, Dr. Ori, tells Badiatis everything about the state of the gladiators, he obviously doesn't tell him everything. That's important to separate because when it comes to his job as Dr. Ori, anything he knows, Badiatis knows. But, like, obviously with Detective Dr. Ori, he's yeah, doing his own right. little thing with, a good, with the a good non. Ex- a good example yeah. of that is he didn't tell Badiatis that Spartacus tried to escape way back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and there's even yeah. Detective Dr. Ori showed up during one of Crixus's, like, late meetings. Not when Navy was there anymore, but he's like, what are you doing this late, you know? And right. Crixus is like, I don't remember what he said, but Detective Dr. Ori saw right through oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, I'm so glad that we started calling him Detective <laughs> yeah. Doctor. Well, no, it's a thing. state of mind that when Doctor gets into, it's not yeah. like his name. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, so then, so we, so that's all we get out of the lashes, right? And then we get Navia. Yeah, Navia yeah, comes in as Eb, uh, uh, with Body a fresh Otis haircut. Waves him off. Everybody's returning to either their quarters or the villa. But as that's happening, Navia is being ushered out by guards. Small it, reveal that she's not dead, but you weren't going to assume she was dead with an off-screen right, death. Right. Um, she got, you know, a bad haircut from Lucretia. Obviously, that's we find out that's why she grabbed the knife or asked for the knife. Um, and the guards are just trying to shuffle her through because she's getting sold again, I guess. Yeah, she's she, getting... She, she's, yeah, yeah right. because Crixus realized, like, where are you going? Like, I don't know. Like, we're not going to be able to find each other kind of conversation. Yeah. yeah, this scene's, like, obviously very important. And then the scene with her and Doctor, which we'll get to, is very important. But I thought the whole thing was kind of weird that they, like, let this, like... She gets, you know, pushed, escorted through right in front yeah. of Crixus. That's okay. But then, like, the fact that Doctor is like, you know what? Let him talk. Oh, I oh. loved that. No, I love that they listened to him, yeah. but I just don't know, like, you know. Bro, are you going to tell Dr. Ray now? Nah, that's true. <laughs> I just was, I'm expecting Badiatis to make sure something like that wouldn't happen, but I guess. Give the house. Give him the, give him Badiatis the... had walked back into the house. Yeah, and okay. All right, that's over. fine. He probably wouldn't have let it cool. fly, but Dr. Ray said, real low-key, he, he was once a champion of the house. We should yeah. honor that. Okay, that's, that's he fair. Deserves this. Back to what you said. You want to take us to the Dr. Ray, or I guess detective Dr. Ray conversation. Yeah, so now, now you know, we... On. <laughs> so now we well, have... Well, let's cover Crixus and Navia. Yeah. They have a very oh, true, heart. True, true. They have a heart-to-heart. They're both, like, sobbing. Crixus admits, I've, I've ruined us. Like, mm-hmm. any chance we had, it's gone now. I've... I've so such good acting with the crying. I was going to say, the emotional and, acting yeah. in that yeah. scene was amazing because mm-hmm. he hasn't released... He's 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 Crixus. Like, he's always... He's always um, calm, Tough collected, and, yeah. like, gladiator. And, like, this is the first time you see him break down Right. In like a, in a sad and way. And he did a great job, too. Yeah. yeah. And during, you know, and during that, he's screaming, you know, I'll get my freedom and I'll come find you. Yeah. And, and that's where Doctor comes Dr. up and says, says Navia, been enough. it's time to go. Yeah. Navia says, um, listen, hey, Crixus is talking about freedom. And Doctor stops her and says, don't worry, I'm going to aid him in any way that I can. And she says, no, he cannot pursue freedom. Barca pursued freedom, and Badiatis had him killed. Mm-hmm. There you go. And he Boom. walks away, and we see Doc Torre reach off screen, grab his detective hat, <laughs> put it on, and be like, "Huh? He got his pipe." Well, looky, looky down. here. And this is this is what a good last second reveal that didn't yeah. overshadow anything. Right, right. We just set up another seed for next episode. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Doc Torre. 
guys, you have no fucking idea. <laughs> well, you know what? No without idea. without the, I mean, we know that the next episode's title is "Kill Them All," and you know there are going to be two sides. <laughs> there are going to be two sides. It's going to be the gladiators versus the masters and everybody that they stand for. <laughs> Doctor Way right now is in the middle of yeah, that somewhere. That's true. That's very this true. Is this means everything? This small detail yeah. that he killed Barca, who was not only a good fighter but was a very well respected and, and well esteemed within the ludus right another honorable gladiator with the knowledge that Badiatis had him killed just for pursuing his freedom is that was enough that's for gonna, that's... to have the door open for yes. okay i'm not following the right lanista exactly yeah exactly so i think that is and jesus man, Animaeus deserves the best lanista he's gonna be the doctor that he is he deserves only perfection like salonius <laughs> oh yeah we never <laughs> right about that. what that no no stop no, yeah stop, okay stop, stop, never, stop, mind, stop. never mind never mind so right, no spoilers <laughs> so doctor kind of looks up to the balcony with with angst and yeah. you know disgust and that's that's the last for that scene which brings us to the final scene and it is the last quick dialogue it is the roman guards are roughhousing the gladiators getting them back into their quarters and remember there are roman guards now because glauber left them quick question is spartacus among them because since glauber left his guards there like Everybody, there's more strict rules, and Spartacus doesn't have his champion quarters anymore. That might be, you know, like we were saying earlier with Badiata saying, I'm rolling with the Iron Fist yeah, now. That's I what mean, I figured. Maybe that's yeah, why. That makes sense. Yeah. I honestly don't think we're supposed to look into it that yeah, much. I, mean, I think he's there because they wanted him to have the conversation. That is weird that because, like, it's they make it also a thing that the champion's house is, like, where the champions leap. You're absolutely right, though. Yeah. That, that is a plot hole, I think, and I think we'll just patch that up with yeah. now he's ruling with an iron fist. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we'll, we'll allow that. But it's Duro, the one German brother, is, you know... Talking shit back to the guard. He they're having a little tit for tat. He gets like punched in the face and put in his cell. And what is the dialogue that happens here? Spartacus He's like what he basically alludes to the fact that he's saying like, Oh, like let's get like trying to escape. Not he doesn't say that word and he then said, I said like I speak of nothing. I speak of nothing and then he's like if nothing's gonna how would nothing proceed or something they like said, that. They said nothing sounds like an escape. How would one do nothing? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what he says. Um and they say it. They know he's talking about escape. The Agron and Duro, and they say, "Okay, well, how do you plan on taking out not only how how does this get past Badiatis and all of these Roman guards that are here?" And Spartacus says, "There is only one way. We have to kill them all." Boom, and that's the episode. End scene. Ooh, yeah. End scene. Jesus, man. Oh. He says we gotta kill them all. Oh my. God, man. Uh, and that was right. still only like the second best quote of the episode. Um, I don't even know. There were so I many have, good ones. Uh, my three favorite of the episode were "Kill Them All." That one right at the yeah. end. Obviously, I, I maybe I think my favorite is when Body Otis shoves his dick into fucking Glaber's clenched ass and says, "Don't turn your fucking back on me." <laughs> yeah, I, I loved that. And then third one is an early early quote we get from Sol- uh, Spartacus to Saloni said he will join you presently. I love like Jesus, man. Yeah. This episode was this is just money. so much happened. So you brought good. up the Salonius death and I forgot I thought that was the last episode. Exactly, yeah. man. We are a healthy 2 hours into this uh into this podcast episode and it's only been two episodes that we're covering. They were thick with oh, two yeah. C's. A lot of passion, dude. Lots a happened. lot of passion. 
from us. It's all good. The Spartacus Reddit has been giving us the support, saying like, "Don't worry about the time limit." Like, this yeah. is a, cons- a podcast is always consumable. In multiple yeah, guys, settings it's too. speaking directly to the Reddit, which we've called you guys out a bunch. Like, I I don't know about you three. I loved that validation saying, "Don't worry about going over oh, time." Yeah, like, 100%. we we crave it. And guys, you've been killing it. Like, yeah, and the Facebook groups that were you that were jumping on too, sending everything. You guys have been great. Also, I mean, the support has been awesome. It's yeah. been so. I, I was not expecting it at Unexpected, all. It's, yeah. it's great to see that other people recognize how great the show was and still remember. This it. show well, was literally chosen because Luke and Paul and the people I've seen it were just like you have been telling us for years. You have mm-hmm. to see it, and it's just like we never just pulled the trigger, and we're like, all right, fine. First binge with us, we'll do it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And now it turns into well, a, like you guys giving us so much support. We like great decision. This show kicks ass. I really. Like, love hearing that it's it's <laughs> funny because you two like it the interactions we've had with the people on the reddit page it's like they're exactly what you two have been for the past like several years mm-hmm. there's just a mob of people who are head over heels in love with this show we're and very I, aware of how good this this standalone first season of spartacus is and we just want the world to see it man the, <laughs> the fighting chore- choreography like the 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 writing of dialogue is just phenomenal like the culmination of things that are planted in early episodes which pretty much all happened in this episode were just so excellently done that yeah uh, this show's awesome and so, next episode phew, so real damn. quick yeah i mean me and Jimmy know what the next episode's going to be. It's going to mm-hmm. be the escape attempt. I mean, do we want to go over expectations? Yeah. I feel like at this point down we should. who you guys think is, or is not making it out of the next episode. Who is not who making is it? Who is not making it out of the next episode? Give me, give me three characters that are making it out of the next episode. Asher's going to die. I agree. Body Otis is going to live. I could. I think he'll live too. I don't know uh, what happens in season two and three. One but... of the German brothers is dead. Okay, which, which one? one? Agron. Also, <laughs> the, the not. Wait, you're yeah, saying the, the one that the can fight or can't fight? I think the one that can fight yeah, will die we'll turn, protecting the one, the one that, that can't. Fight. Season two yeah. and three will make that that the guy who stinks bring him up, make him a little you know yeah, yeah, good yeah. fighter you know character yeah. development. Okay, so give me a quick prediction on Glaber. Okay, well I just want to say that I agree. Asher's dead. I really do. I mean, right. we love him. He's probably gonna have to die, and I hope Crixus does it. Um, but again, I mean, whose side are you really on? You know, yeah. whatever. But I think Crixus is staying alive. I think Doctori obviously is staying alive because he's yep. our boy. Um, I think we're gonna get a scene where Crixus, Spartacus, and Doctori uh, are fighting back to back to back. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> oh, I hope I'm not kidding. The whip, you, but dude, I think that's gonna happen. Oh, and Crixus and is gonna, gonna have be... the shield, and Spartacus is gonna jump off the shield for the finishing move, dude. Oh, oh that's gonna happen. <laughs> That's gonna happen. Oh, Crixus. Oh God. So yeah. I don't know. Do we? You give me bothered. Do we think? Do we think Alithia is gonna stay alive? What do we think about that? Well, no. Alithia is gonna die. You said. What do we think about Glaber? He, I think he's gonna be safe because he went to Rome. Alithia yeah, I is think the only he's one gonna be Capua. Yeah, I think he's. So we're gonna end. Like it's se- important to know that because for the audience, like they, while you guys have no spoilers, you're still aware of the existence of future seasons. Right, right, right. So like you know, you. you but have I have no idea bit. what happens in those seasons. I right. think Glaber and Badiatis are safe, and now that you're saying future seasons, I think Alithia is gonna be safe because of the senator. Yeah, I, I feel like they want to keep that angle yeah. alive. Do we think Navia will be seen again, or do you think she'll be later plot point? 
Now that Crixus, because Crixus well, is going to be on Sparkus's side now, I'm guessing. Maybe because... that could be the ploy that gets Crixus on board with this, that maybe Navia hasn't yet been shipped out and sold to anywhere else. So she may be somewhere in Capua, like still within his grasp. Yeah, so I he mean, might say, I'm taking this chance to escape and get her while I still Exactly. Can. Even the fact that, you know, it doesn't even have to be like, I want to be free. It's now that the plan is let's escape. That's his chance to go get Navia. Yep. I agree that he's going to be on Sparkus' side. Dude. It's going to be an awesome right. tag team. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. a great we're, episode. We're, we're so badly. Yeah, we're the plan is the four of us are going to try and watch this together and record our raw reaction. Five, well, of, us, five of us. Kyle will also be in it. Our, our next episode right. is going to be all five of us hosts, basically, because it's the hypest episode, and it's only one episode we'll be dissecting. So if it goes a little bit longer, it's not as big of a deal. But, yeah, that that should be coming out in a week or so. I love it. My yeah. gosh, I'm I'm excited. This episode Woo! was probably head to toe best of the season. Yep. I I would say I love the you know, everything just came together and I think the next episode now that we got all of the resolution to these plot points out of the way, I think next episode can just be pure unadulterated badassery, I agree. fighting, lots of blood and sand and let, let's get after it. That's where I'm at. That's where my head's at right now. Yeah. That's going to be a wrap for us guys. If you like what you heard, give Bingetown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram and be sure to subscribe to our show on Spotify and Apple. Once again, we are Bingetown TV and thanks for listening. Boom.